He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. No. All right. It's game day, baby. All right. It's not game day, though. It's game day for us. It's game day episode. It's game day show. It's Friday. It's football Friday. Don't you have to say that in radio? Well, football I, Friday. I don't think we're allowed to. I think I, I, WLK wires are like the. Type that's not. No, that's not. One, one, one of them, I think that the. Uh, what are they going to do? Sue us? Yeah, bring it. Don't say that. Take don't say it too out loud. Of my <laughs> don't say it too loud. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It is Friday, September 23rd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. You know it better as the Big X. We're here until 6 o'clock. The rare full show today. Oh, yeah. Uh, as the Louisville Bats, uh, thankfully, just make way for us. They actually don't, but we've got, uh, we, we've got no, other actually, games going on on our station tonight. If we hadn't bumped them for St. X, we'd be at five today. We would. Again, that's okay. <laughs> hey, Bats, last week uh, is next week, so we'll have full shows coming up uh, for the, the foreseeable future once that's over. But, uh, you know, we, we love we, we love our Bats here. Of course, they lost last night, I think, 5-1, but that's okay. I mean, they played, right? They played. They, they, <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> That's all I can say. I mean, they're right there. They're they're just they're just only thirty two games behind Nashville in the standings. Only ten and a half games out of uh, second to last. They, they, they still I, got time. I wonder if they did. They didn't. I don't think they hit the worst record though. I think they're still right there with Charlotte for the worst record. They're worse than their division by a long. Oh ways. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not but even I believe close. like the East Division. I think there's a team with the worst record. Them and Charlotte. Last time I looked, were tied at like that was when it was like fifty four games each. So though. basically, the intro video is working. Is what <laughs> we're saying. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, we're here till six. We want to hear from you between now and then. Text us on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. Share with us your thoughts, your comments, your concerns, your questions, your score predictions for tomorrow afternoon. Uh, if you want to get into it, I'm sure I'm just welcoming all sorts of who cares uh, text, but that's fine. If you want to say who cares, we'll read your who cares text on the air. And at the end of today's show, we'll be giving away uh, $20 to Ville Seafood and Chicken for the best text of the week. We'll get uh, some thoughts on that. Will the text that asks whether or not Trevor or his mom have had more sex in their house recently <laughs> be the winner for the week? Uh, we'll make our picks as well for the big games of the week at 530. Who was yesterday's? Uh, yesterday. You picked it, and I can't remember what you picked. Now. I did, and I can't remember. I, I've screenshotted it. So okay. we'll find out before the end of the Because there was one I liked too, but it was your day to pick, so. It was. Technically, every day is my day to pick. But. No, I get a day. <laughs> is that how we're doing you it? throw me a bone or something, man. I'm showing up here, right? Whatever you say, yeah. You, you, you get your own day. But we want to hear from you in the Thornton Sex Line. And while you're at it, download that Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you money every time you need to fuel up at one of the 65,612 area Thornton's locations. Or if you go inside, you need a cup of coffee in the morning, need a donut, need uh, five donuts, need 12 donuts, need 50 donuts. 
Going to save you money in there as well. Trevor Kelsey with me is always behind the glass, producing the absolute hell out of the show. TK, how are you? Oh, I mean, what's with the show tweet? What, what is happening to poor Billy the Bat? It's Buddy. <laughs> no, that's not Buddy. That's Billy. That's his nephew. That's Buddy. He is being <laughs> sodomized by Donovan McCrabb. This was a this was one of the the first Card Chronicle posts that went viral back in the day in like 2010. Uh, you have Donovan uh, McCrabb the out fact there. The crab doing it's just so it's Donovan McCrabb. I'm my bad. You've got uh, the I think that's the, the the baby penguin with his pants down. You've got Churchill Charlie in there. I mean, these bystanders aren't even helping him. I mean, I think that's is that is that the mascot for the Colts? The Colts mascot's there. This, yeah, ha- this happened on live TV back on the day on WDRB at uh, Mockingbird Valley, and it was uh, it was. <laughs> It was brutal. It was sad. We don't we don't talk about it. <laughs> I mean, what? The? But I said let's get freaking on this Friday, and we are poor buddy the bat. We got a poor buddy. Yeah, it's. It, I don't even know what else was going on there. Strawberry because it is the superstars. They used to perform at U of L games back in the day. I mean, the one so the, the one with the pants that is that like a, that is there's a bird of some kind. I think I I don't even remember who that was. I think it was a superstar because they used to have these, these mascots would perform at halftime of U of L games or college games across yeah. and they always had like Donovan McCrab it was it was animals named after famous athletes of that time and it's just Philly on his hat, I think, doesn't it? Right, because at this point, this is like 2008, 2007. Okay, cuz I'm okay, there's also there's a strawberry, it looks like a badger, I think, in in yellow and in in, in a yellow shirt and then now I can't tell what else is even in I said get freaky Friday. You completely distracted me. With there was uh, Barack Alama was a superstar. I'm looking at it. <laughs> Centipede Rose was a was a superstar. I wonder which one he is. Snail Earnhardt Jr. Um, <laughs> Kevin Durant Eater was a was a superstar. I think Durant Eater is the one in the yellow. I don't think that's a Wolverine. I think that's a now, that's an anteater. All of yeah. these weren't at this event. So this was back in the day. Oh, They've okay. changed over the years. Alex Frogriguez was a superstar. <laughs> Shaquille uh, O'Seal. What how many people had to sit around a room to come up with these names? Probably far too many. <laughs> just how long were these? And what were the ones that got rejected? Now, the Colts mascot that you do see there—that's that's Peyton Manatee. Just letting you know. Okay, that's Peyton Manatee. <laughs> but we're getting freaky on this Friday. Uh, we what have. I would be. There's gonna be a mascot with a, with a bad pun name like that for me. What would it be? Trevor Kelseyel. <laughs> Trevor Hippo. Hippo. Trevor. Carippo. Trippo. Trevor Welsey. Wealthy. The wealthy. <laughs> I don't know. Why do we keep going to the big ones? We can't, can't I get like an ant or something? I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about names that rhyme with your last name. I'm doing the best oh, I can. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was it just... wasn't a weight thing. <laughs> um, we got intern Patrick is in here as well. Yeah. Uh, rocking the Dodger shirt. Getting ready for the manual game tonight. I'm sure you're going to leave a little bit early. Blue. Say hello, Patrick. Yeah. Yeah, say hi, Patrick. Hello. There you go. He's, uh, he's ready. We got to, yeah, we, that, that's all from Patrick. That's all. We've got uh, Ballard and Manuel tonight. He's excited about that. Two 5 0 teams. It's also Trinity Sanex night. Uh, I saw that the Trinity building had been defaced by some Sanex hooligans this morning. No. Yeah. Go straight to jail. Throw, now, did throw they, them all in jail. They, they, did, they, paint the, did they hit the, the building or the rock? They didn't hit the rock. They just put like over where the rock is, they hung a banner that said like property of Sanex or something on the building. I guess that's probably nicer than spray painting something, actually, right? I haven't seen the rock spray. I know you said that you did spray paint the rock. I, back I did it in '94. I haven't seen that done since like the '90s. I used to always yeah. drive by and it would be like Atherton Rocks or something spray painted on there in the '90s. I feel like that's not a thing that happens anymore. I don't think so. I mean, I don't remember. I, I just did a W. I didn't even write out. 
Quentin Rain Hall Wagner. That thing's way too. We're not even big enough to put that on. That's a, we got a long name. I did walk by <laughs> Wagner yesterday with the the kids and the dog yesterday afternoon, and they were playing Brown in soccer, and it was not going well for our beloved Wildcats. Well, I mean, is that why you did, did Wagner didn't even make the uh, the poll list today for I knew, uh, game? I knew you were gonna bring it up. I knew you were gonna bring it up. I, I, I told you my write-in vote is going to be for Wagner at North Oldham. You and David Levitch both because Levitch is the North Oldham guy, and he he chimed in right away. He's like, neither of these North Oldham Wagner. Thank you. Look, so you I and Levitch, got Levitch on my side. You and Levitch are spearheading the ride-in ballot. I mean, really? We're going to win. Well, you're not. It's already over, so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, why can't you at least put us on there, man? Because, you know, it's not one of the four best games. It, that, that, don't, I mean, that doesn't matter. Just and I did it last week in a bad week, and it finished fourth out of four, <laughs> four games. It still got votes. Anyways. Uh, we got plenty to talk about today. We're going to get into, uh, obviously. Take it personal. <laughs> you shouldn't. Obviously, Louisville versus South Florida tomorrow is the big topic of discussion. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about the USF Bulls, why we should be afraid of this game, why we shouldn't be afraid of this game, all that good stuff. We also have more on the DeAndre Moore to Texas front that has people, including myself, uh, very a little, 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 little anxious, a little anxious. We got they're pulling out all the Arch Manning stops now. Arch Manning's putting him on his Instagram story. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't like any of this. I don't like. Don't want any part of it. Not a big fan. Uh, before we get to that, TK, how was your Thursday night? You were you, you were a little bit uh, you, you had bad duty last night, correct? No, no, I was off last night. Oh, so God, no, I, I didn't want to know what you got into. <laughs> I can't even remember. Uh, <laughs> no, I had some uh, some steaks at home, had some steaks and a potato and some potatoes at home, and then uh, ordered to, got some ice cream, not from Graders though, from my homemade. I went from went to homemade, you know, because what's Fine life from kitchen? Well, yeah, yeah, because nice. what's life with that little whimsy, you know? Oh my yeah, change it up a little bit. I'm not as satisfied, though, I'll be honest with you. I kind of like need more graters. I told you I've never had the ice cream, but I've yeah. heard Mary doesn't like their ice cream that much. I'm all about the chocolate covered cherry pie there. It's very thick. And I, li- I like my ice cream kind of melty. And it just, okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's kind of thick. And that, uh, yeah, I'm, it's not bad, but I kind of lean more towards it. Plus, they, they put them in containers and they don't label it. It's all in like the plain white container. So I, I'm, I'm like, I mean, I can get, I can guess what you know the mint chocolate chip is and what the Smurf is because you know coloring and all. Got shots fired already here at the pine ice. But I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, but, but everything else, I'm like, I got to keep opening up each container to look which one it is and like try to guess which one's the mocha and which one's the you know just Oreo. It's you know it's, as always during this segment, it's a tough life for Trevor. These, these are things, one, one of the themes of the show. <laughs> Everybody listening is like this poor guy. I mean, I mean, come on, these are things that are not easy to do at two in the morning when you're wanting ice cream. I know. I mean, if I was eating ice cream, if I wasn't, if it's two in the morning eating ice cream. I need all the help I can get to identify what I'm eating. We we recorded a podcast <laughs> today because we yesterday's was a disaster, so we recorded today. And at one point, there was a question about you on the the asked for questions on Twitter. We got like a million, but a couple of them were about you, and you came up. And Danny's like, I feel like Trevor and I need to like hang out. Like we need like a night. I was like, I, I was like, Danny goes, I'm not sure what he's into, and I was like, it's pretty much like. Drugs and TV. <laughs> I was like, and, and food. Movies. And movies. And I was like, video games. I, you know, I'm not just one-dimensional, my friend. I was like, night I out. levels. You're using that word. If, if you're saying literally, then it's not going to go well for you. Like, you're going to have to go over to TK's house if you want to spend some time with him. That's the way it's going to have to work. Well, I mean, does he allow smoking in his house? No. He's, well, got, he- he's got three young kids. That didn't. That doesn't mean. I mean, that doesn't say no. I mean, he also lives in Columbus, so you're, you're, there's no way. You're Columbus, going to Columbus? Anti- I mean, I've lived in Dublin. I mean, I was gonna say I don't think. Well, I was just saying I don't think you're going to go to Columbus. For oh, a, for a uh, hang. just for a hangout? I don't know. It depends. I mean, probably not. I mean, happen. what kind of setup does he have? I mean, it's, he's got a nice house. Okay. I mean, we can meet halfway, right? You could have the basement, probably. We hang out. <laughs> just crash there for a few days. The basement's nice. All right. Very I'm, nice. He's got a bed down there. 
I'll take that. I can hang out. Me, me, me and podcast Trevor can hang out. And, 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 and he calls me radio. Does he call me Radio Danny? He doesn't. I think he just calls you Trevor. Okay. <laughs> That'd be funny if he called me Radio Danny. He does not. <laughs> he does not. Uh, anyways, TK, we, we, we start off, I feel like, every game day. Slide, and I kind of miss it. No, it's Let wrong. me say this. Are you sad? I am sad because we had a good thing going. I kind of like the little mini tradition that we had of Fridays at the OG yeah. Me getting torchies, getting a little Culver's ice cream, like going home, watching the game, I mean, celebrating that's... with the win. I wanted this to be a win streak so we could just have something that we could hold on to. Yeah. And now we don't have that. We're sitting here talking about tomorrow's game and you know, like down in the dumps. But we typically start show. Like, I always ask this to you at the beginning of a game day show, which is confidence level or fear level. Like how confident are you that we're going to win? How nervous are you that we could be on the verge of? Let's just say it. Like we haven't really talked about what would happen if we lost this game. If we lose it, everybody's out, right? Everybody. You, you mean like in terms of the fan base? Fan base, like everybody's okay, like. Okay. I thought you meant like was it right? Well, fired? maybe, maybe I mean, both. <laughs> I can't imagine maybe, that. I mean, maybe both sides. It's like fifty-six nothing, maybe. But I mean, I don't. know. But the fan base completely checks out. I would say, I would say one hundred percent, but probably ninety percent of it. I think there there are going to be a few people still kind of hanging on, but they're going to be so few and far between that we won't even hear their their, their screams and yells. It's like Propeller Man on the Titanic. That's it. Yeah, I mean, Just hanging on for dear life. Yes. <laughs> Smacked every rung, rung down. What's your confidence level right now for the game? For victory? For victory. Just winning. Because covering, it's not very high. I, we um, know that. Yeah, I know. Uh, but just to win, uh, I'm at a confidence level of like 80, 88%. Okay, good. I'm at, I'm at a very high confidence level to win. Be very disappointed with a loss. I probably have more. Actually, this is maybe sad, weird to say, especially with the fact that they did hang with Florida last last week. But I think I actually have currently a higher confidence level for this game than I even do James Madison. I probably do too. Maybe it's because I don't know. And I mean, the mystery of James Madison is making them more of a threat to me. But I, I kind of do. I mean, that that obviously will change hopefully. But you know, right now it's South Florida's at eighty eight percent, which. Except going into the Syracuse game week one is probably the is oh I know I can't I don't even have to know it is the highest confidence level I've been going into a game. Yeah, I, I'm. I feel confident about the win too. There's is there like a small part of my brain that's just like shrouded with internal dread? <laughs> sure. Yeah. But that's that's being a little football fan these days. It's because you've watched Satterfield coach for four. It's because years. I've, I've been down this road before. <laughs> my brain's not going to lie to me. At least on not on this front. I, I I still think that we're because it's earlier in the season and there's still some moments. It's not like the team didn't play most of them like hard last week. The last two weeks certainly. It's not like they haven't wanted to win games, <laughs> which is good. That's a, it's a good thing to say. Where I'm going with this is they still seem to be <laughs> at least invested in trying to make the season a success. I think when you said I might have less faith in like you know, us beating James Madison, I can see that because. God knows what state we're going to be in come the first week of November when we're playing those guys. If if we're just if the season's already a lost cause and James Madison is you know all of a sudden they're like a darling of the group of five, like just getting votes in the polls and and trying to make a big time bowl game, trying to make a big time splash, then I'll be very nervous for that game certainly. But right now, I think that this team is still they still seem invested. Whether or not they are, I can't give you any firm answer. And I don't think USF is is good. I, I don't think that they're. Nearly beating Florida last week is some gigantic sign that they're going to turn a corner and, and miraculously be a six, seven, eight win team. This is a game where we should take care of business. And 
say what you will about Satterfield, but more times than not, when we've had these types of games where we should beat the teams that we're supposed to beat, we do take care of business. It's the it's every other game. It's the 50-50s and the ones that we're supposed to lose where we kind of have the problems. Oh, no, when we're supposed to lose, we do lose. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the 50 50 games that we just somehow just we take it too literally. That's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the 50 50 games and the ones that we're supposed to lose where we just, you know, we lose. We, we, we don't take care of business. Oh, yeah. But when we're supposed to, it's been very rare that we've been like a big time favorite and we've had like a Bob, you know, Bobby Petrino would always have like a flop or two where we're a, like the USF game back in, in 2005 where we're a heavy favorite and we just lay an egg for whatever reason. It was an underrated USF team a little bit, I think, maybe. But, yeah. They ended up being, I think they ended up being six and six. Yeah, I'm still. I mean, they shouldn't have beaten us by 40 or whatever it Literally was. Literally, Selman's kid just destroyed us. I mean, it was... And they, I don't even remember his name. They I didn't even try to throw. Selman, yeah. They didn't even try to throw. It was, it was no. a, that, that was a that was a DL-like game that I, I took very hard back in the day. Because I was very excited about the season. After we lost the West Virginia game, I'm like, we'll bounce back. And that whole game, I'm like, we're going we're gonna to come back, we're going to come back. They returned the opening kickoff, and like, I broke a glass. Like, I like, slammed it on the ground at my old parents' old house. I was home for the weekend. And, like, it just... We just got our asses kicked. It was, it was one terrible. Of those, one of those games that was so bad. I, just, I remember it vividly. I had to work in cardboard here, and we'd have a TV. And so down the hall from where we were was the barber shop, and they had a TV in there. And I would just run down there every like every chance I got to watch the score and see the game. And as we just getting so mad at the bar in a barber shop while I'm watching this, this game on a TV in there it was just frustrating. I mean, forty-five to fourteen. It was just an outrageous game. Yeah. What, I mean, USF and, and UofL, they've played, they've had a competitive series over the year. Louisville won the last three times they played. We have not played since 2013. Louisville's got to have a pretty de- good winning record versus them. Six and five is the record well, overall. That's it. I mean, you no. forget, like, they kind of, like, we went back and forth for a long time. Then we won three in a row the last two years of the Big East, and then the one year we were in the AAC. But besides that, South Florida won the, we alternated wins and losses the first six games of the series. It was 3 3. They won two in a row in 2009 and 2010, the last two years of Craig. And then Charlie Strong went three and zero against them. So, like we've played a lot of games against these guys that have been competitive, a lot of memorable games. But I, I feel like the one that sticks out the most is that forty-five to fourteen game, yeah, because it was such a, a fluky thing. Now we did, we beat them in, in Charlie's first year. We beat them in the very end of the regular season, thirty-four twenty-four, and we and that guaranteed us at least a share of the Big East title that year. It was the year that we started off two and four and made such a, and we thought we were going to go to the Orange Bowl at that point in time. West Virginia ends up winning out. They take our spot. So, like, that was kind of a big game. But besides that, we haven't played a whole lot of just really memorable games against these guys. The other one that kind of sticks out to me is Craig Thorpe's second year when they were nationally ranked. They started off the year with a big win over Kansas, who'd been so good in 07. And then we beat them to get to 5-2. and two. And, like, we're flirting with the top 25 polls. And then we lost five games in a row and uh, finished 5-7. and seven. But that was the other. Like, Scott Long had a huge game, scored the game-winning touchdown. We all were kind of like, see? We told you we should be patient with Steve Cragthorpe, and then Cragthorpe was like, nah, nah, nah. Wait to see what I've got in store. And it was five straight losses. Is South Florida like the 2000s version rival of Louisville that Southern Miss was to Louisville fans in the 90s? No, they weren't as big. You don't think so? I mean, us and Southern Miss were the two top dogs in CUSA during that rivalry. True, but and South Florida might have been big, but and, and as you point out, and as I'm looking through the history, which, I mean, six and five, I guess I shouldn't be shocked because I always kind of thought of them. You know, anything post that that forty five fourteen game, they were always kind of bitter to me. And like, I mean, it's it's six five heated. There's some heated battles in there. I mean, I can see where this could be considered somewhat some anger between the two, even though unfortunately we don't play anymore. Because you forget the first year that the BCS existed, they at one point were number two in the BCS. Like that's a, a weird thing to remember. Like they had years where they were very nationally relevant, and then like so many teams, they got kind of left behind by 
conference realignment. Well, when they and never when, really they, let, when they let Jim Levy go, they kind of they never Jim they never really recovered from from losing yeah. Levy. Although they they brought him back eventually. Well, he's not he's not back. He didn't come back. He came back as the coordinator for oh, a while. Oh, did he? Yeah, because he was bouncing around. Yeah, yeah he's. I, I think he's gone now because it was a failed tenure. They, they've had, they tried to recapture lightning in a bottle with Charlie Strong. That, that was did a, not work. That was the, the that was against Louisville when he got caught doing that, wasn't it? Well, he and it went in the tunnel at Papa it, John's. He didn't get caught. When it happened, it was in the Louisville game, but it came yeah. out like a month later. The story yeah. came out, and that's what he ended up getting fired for. But yeah, it was it was in the Louisville game. That's why I, was, okay, I, was, I thought I remembered that. And it was a Louisville game that I think they ended up winning. Like they, like when he got in trouble for like you know smacking the kids and getting in their face and stuff. I think it was a game that they actually won. I don't remember when he left. But uh, yeah, they had good years there, and they they've never really bounced back from from losing him, and then also getting left behind in realignment. Like yeah, that I mean Cincinnati, I think was able to you know, they they, they made the best out of a bad situation. South Florida has not; they really have not been relevant at all since 2013. Yeah, they did win 34 22 that game. By the way, what was he so mad about? I forget. I don't know. And I, I can't. Believe, I can't. Believe, I forget. It's been so long since he's been gone. It's 2009. Well, yeah. You, I mean, he was their first coach. Yeah, you kind of got lost in that era. That's just I mean, I can't, time is flying. 2010 came around, and I'm like, yeah, I'm tapped out. Time was time was flying for <laughs> you back then. The, the, the mind is full. <laughs> the shot glass can contain no more liquid. The decade I'm was done. basically like <laughs> one big, just amorphous blob, just in your mind. That, that's fine. I, I get it. Uh, but card's still a 14 and a half point favorite in this game. The line has gone steadily towards Louisville so far this week. Uh, betting money seems to be coming in on the cards. I. I mean, since he's left, they've had like a nice line of coaches' names. They have. They just none yeah, of them have worked Skip out. Skip Holtz, Willie Taggart, Charlie Strauss. Like you'd think they'd be successful. I guess Willie Taggart was the only one who had kind of success down there. Yeah. Well, uh, Holtz. Well, yeah, yeah. Because Holtz looks like he rode just what was left from from Levitt and then faded to three and nine by by his third year. He did a he he did a crack. He did a Satterfield. Yeah, he did, he did a minor version of Satterfield. He sat it. He satted it. Set it out. So, hey. You did a sass. You just got turned into a verb, buddy. Congratulations. Real quick, and we get get more into like the X's and O's and, and stats stuff later on, but this is a game where USF, we talked about Jerry Bohannon being a big-time get for them, the quarterback. He has not thrown a touchdown pass yet this season. He's hmm. The two teams are eerily similar on paper, not just because they're one and two, but USF is a very good ground game. They've thrown no touchdown passes and four interceptions. Louisville has been better on the ground so far this year than they have been on the air. Got my voice. And uh, Malik Cunningham has just thrown one touchdown You've pass. You've been yelling at somebody? Yeah, I'm hoarse. It's a, it's a podcast, all that stuff. Well, how uh, much did you yell at Danny? I mean, a lot. Okay. Maybe mad. Uh, the UofL defense is allowing 6.2 yards per play. The USF defense is allowing 6.8 yards per play. And, oh, that's not good. <laughs> and South Florida fans, they're, all, they're saying the exact same thing that we are, which is, you know, if we can cut out the self-inflicted mistakes – we might have a shot here. We're saying the exact same bleep. Like it, it, the two teams are, they're not mirror images of each other because we are better than South Florida. I firmly believe that we have better players. I mean, have, you're not doing a good job convincing me at this moment. Well, <laughs> there we have a win over UCF. They have a win over Howard and a blowout lo- loss to BYU. Like we have, well, I guess we have a blowout loss to Syracuse. Yeah, I was say. <laughs> <laughs> Ours was slightly less blowouty than their loss to BYU. Um, oh man, you're really not. Helping. They barely beat Florida. <laughs> they barely lost to Florida. We barely lost to Florida State. Um, <laughs> it's like, are we the same team? Really? I mean, if you put this up without logos and names, could you tell the difference? I'm not selling myself on covering the spread here. Uh, but they like, they're saying the same things that we are, which is you know, if we can clean up on the mistakes, no turnovers, no penalties, we can have a shot in this game. And we're saying if we can clean up the self inflicted mistakes, <laughs> no turnovers, no penalties, we can blow these guys out. Uh, so we'll see what happens Saturday. That's, that's your basic quick three-minute preview of, of Saturday afternoon's game. 
Well, <laughs> you've convinced me of many things to double my bet on South Florida plus 14 and a half. <laughs> you've been, so betting wise, I think you're two for three with Louisville this year so far. Uh, I mean, you picked us to beat to cover against Syracuse. Yes. And then you picked us to, to not cover against UCF. Yeah. And then last week, I think you won because you bet on Florida State. I bet on Florida State to cover, yeah. Which they did by what, like a point and a half? Uh, yeah, they were, they were minus two and a half, and they won by four. So gotcha. yeah, yeah. I don't point and a half, half point. I don't care how much as long as it's covered. You got it. We'll see. Note. We'll see. Note. We'll see. Note. All right. We'll mix take up, a mix up in the bats, kind of, kind of doing me like uh, like the uh, the crab over there in your video. <laughs> Have you lost money on the bats so far this year? Do you think that? I wonder. Because you think he, doing these games has cost you money in the long run. Do you think your work has cost you money here? I mean. DraftKings keeps like you know the the list of your your history. Uh-huh. I wonder if I could go back and count like what my record for betting on bats games is. Because if you've lost like like four hundred bucks working the bats games, <laughs> I think that's it's a bitter pill to swallow. You've lost a lot of nights. I mean, to the sad games. thing is, is I'll bet like a lot of times I'll just drop like fifty on the game, uh-huh. and if I do lose, that means I have paid to go work. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you may have lost money because you had to work extra. <laughs> doing these bad games. The weird thing is, this is the first job I've had. I think I told you about the brownies incident, right? You have. I worked at brownies, and it was so dead that when I bought my my employee meal, it still cost me money. I came up in the negative. <laughs> it's I feel with these toll bridges. I'm trying to get a damn Riverlink email these days. Or oh, I don't even letter. want to. I, I keep I, getting more now. I finally paid off the old ones. I paid them off, but I know I've got more coming because I just I have, I've worked this week. Same. So, I mean, I know they're going to be – they're coming eventually. And, and they're so dated, I just never know – like, I feel like I'm going to get one eventually, like, after, like, three weeks of not being a Boston Bridge, and I'm going to get one It's going to make me mad because it's just so outdated. Uh, let's take our first break now. When we come back, we'll read some text on the Thornton sex line. Before we do that, though, our friends over at AirServe want to know, want you to know that they have technicians available for you 24-7. They're like EMTs for your air conditioning and heating systems. Uh, call them whenever you have an issue. It doesn't matter what time of day at 502-264-9662. Uh, they're always focused on air quality and energy efficiency. And they always want you to know that whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, they're going to make sure that you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home or place of business. Again, that phone number, 502-264-9662. You can also visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. We'll take a break. We'll take some texts. The Mike Rutherford Show continues next here on 1450 The Big X. Is this Michael McDonald? It is Michael you McDonald. You love Michael McDonald. Who doesn't love Michael McDonald? I don't love Michael McDonald. Why not? <laughs> have you never heard Michael McDonald? I've heard Michael McDonald. I don't think you have. If this Michael be, McDonald DVD plays one more time. Because <laughs> if you had heard Michael McDonald, you would love Michael McDonald. <laughs> but this is Michael McDonald with the Doobie Brothers. Oh. Which, ironically, none of them partaked in Doobies and none of them were brothers. <laughs> so it is just a clever name. <laughs> kind of false name actually and there's a theme today by the way okay also you got me interested uh-huh so i've started going through my record for bats bets <laughs> <laughs> so far 
Of the last seven games, I'm two and five. Well, <laughs> it's not great. Welcome back in, Mike Rutherford Show, Friday edition. Man, it feels fantastic. Stepping outside last night, I don't Two know why. Six. Oh, God. I don't know why last night. It was like we were doing the thing where, like, we're starting to get the kids down to sleep, like, cleaning up the house, and, like, we had a little bit of trash that needed to go outside. And I stepped outside, and I'd forgotten how, like, crisp it was going to feel. Oh, it's, yeah. And it just made me so happy. It did, To, too. to not step outside at, at 8.30, 9 p.m. and feel, like, just this muggy, gigantic, like, I'm swimming through the air, just just awful. It just reminded me of football, Halloween time, fall. Like it's finally here. I wish the Louisville team was not one and two, but it's still one of my favorite times of the year. It was just, it's, it's just wonderful. I, stepping outside, it's, it's hoodies and shorts weather. It's the best weather of the year. Although you're wearing t-shirt and pants, so well, not for everybody. It's, I mean, it's not complete hoodie yet. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I'm wearing long pants. But like, I mean, you feel but comfortable in hoodies now. You can. You can. Yeah. yeah. It might be. I didn't want to go hoodie just because I knew I'd be hot in here. Yeah. That's the only reason I want to go. And, and, and sometimes, I mean. It's like the hoodie weather outside now is like no shirt under hoodie weather. Like you don't need you don't need you don't need a shirt and a hoodie. Again. Well, you, you it's, it's hotter without the shirt underneath. That just makes zero sense it at does, all. It does because you can't breathe through that cotton, that fabric. You wear more clothes. It's hotter with more clothing on than it is without. It's not. That's just physics. No, it's not. No. No. Yes, it is. If you wear like a why do you think people like train like giant trash bags? Because they're trying to sweat. Because no air is escaping. Because they're wanting to sweat. Exactly. That's why, that's why they're wearing less clothes at that point, and it's still hotter. Well, no, no, they're wearing a certain type of clothes, but if they want, to, they could wear multiple clothes. But they're not. Well, it's because they want to wear a trash bag because it makes them look cool when they run like Bradley Cooper. Well, that, there's that. Bradley Cooper does look cool. He does. <laughs> if uh, I could look that cool in a trash bag, I'd be wearing one right now. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Um I've lost a lot of money in these bats games. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Keep looking. Keep looking. Uh, Texas says, yeah, I'm not reading that. Texas says, Rutherford Show, uh, curious on y'all's take on Satterfield. Let's say by the end of the year you go 6-6. Six and six. There we go again. With a big win over top 10 UK. With that win in the recruiting class he has coming in, would that be enough to keep him for another year? Cats by 90. No. I don't want five one. Anything under five, five nothing with that doesn't have a winning record is not even going to be in my discussion. Six and six, but like it, it's not about you though. This this is like, do you think that Louisville's going to oh, keep? Oh, it's him? all about me, but Damian. It, it's not here. <laughs> like, they're asking, do you think that that would be enough to keep? I mean, because you and I are on the same page with that. Like I've said, six and six, I would get rid of him. But would Louisville get rid of him at six and six with a big win over Kentucky, who is in this hypothetical ranked in the top ten at the end of the season? I think that probably saves his job. Unless Josh Hurd has other ideas, which is certainly possible. And I think unless something else happens, like let's say, I mean, we've, we haven't really touched on the topic yet, but DeAndre Moore is clearly being heavily pursued by Texas. You've got Arch Manning posting pictures of him in his Instagram story, which Arch does not use social media very often, which means he's being instructed by the Texas people who be to, to do this. Other Texas, big-time Texas recruits and players are targeting DeAndre Moore. Like They're going all in. Let's say that you lose DeAndre Moore. Let's say you lose some of these other kids, and the class kind of falls apart. At that point, do you get rid of Satterfield at six and six, whereas you wouldn't have if the class had stayed intact? I think so, honestly. I mean, if the class is in, is, is 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 falling apart, then I don't even think there's a debate at all. If the class is falling apart, he's a below five hundred coach after four seasons. I mean, that's his one like, you know, cash in chip right there. Safety I mean, net, yeah, for safety sure. net, yeah. Uh, so to answer the question, like, if the class is intact and continues to grow and get better, and it still looks like it's going to be because. By late November, that'll be right before National Signing Day. I think we'll have a pretty good idea of whether or not these kids are going to, you know, sign their names on the dotted line. God, again. 
Um, I think if you're six and six with the class intact and a big win over UK in this hypothetical, he stays. I think if you're six and six, same exact scenario, the class is not intact. I think he's got to go. Yeah, if this class falls apart. He has to win eight games to probably stay. I don't know he, mathematically he can do that. Can't, he can do that, right? Yeah, we only had two losses. Well, I'm just <laughs> but <laughs> realistically, eight and four is a is a tough call right now. Uh, Texas App State's coach has been beamed up by aliens. App State offers that his old job back at his old salary. Where's he coaching tomorrow? <laughs> probably App State. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably back at Boone. Um, I have my record, by the way. You want it? Yes. Is this for the whole season? This is for the whole season. What is it? I have nine wins. Okay. I think like that's not going to be enough. 12 losses. Do you have any idea what the financial hit is there? Minus 150. <laughs> so you 50, probably still made it's 50, money. It's at 50 bucks a game, and I'm three games under 500. Because you wouldn't have been betting on these games if you hadn't been working them. Exactly. Yeah, I don't bet on games. So you I don't still work. probably made money working, but you made $150 less than you would have if you had not bet on any of these games. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> uh,. Texas says, I just listened to the From the Pink Seeds podcast. Shout out to our guys from State of Louisville. Yeah. Uh, he said they had a really good breakdown of all of our second half, fourth quarter losses and even some really bad second half, fourth quarter wins. It does not paint Satterfield's coaching tenure at Louisville very well. Well, no. I mean, there's there's not much right now. There's, there's not much of an in-depth dive you can do that's going to paint Satterfield in a favorable light. How could you spin it? <laughs> I'm trying to think. If they change Compare the rules, it next to Cooper and Craig's last year. So if I mean, they change the rules of the sport to just make it a three-quarter game, if we went to periods, this guy might be—he might be okay. He might be doing all right. If we, if games ended in the third quarter. We would—we would be well over five hundred. Uh, TJ Walker texted in. What up, DJ? What's your least favorite thing about Saint X, Michael? <laughs> I like I used your full name. <laughs> the fact that they produced TJ Walker. No. Uh, no. What's my least favorite thing about? Wow! Saturday? Shots fired to the groin. Um, it used to be the fact that they all had to like look the same, like puka necklaces, gelled hair, same Abercrombie shirt, same. Like, like it was. Like, you used to. That's how Wagner people thought of Trinity. <laughs> I mean, I've never gelled a hair, my hair, a day in my life. I've never worn a necklace a day in my I, life. I mean, you gotta have the hair to gel it. They used to always. Well, I did in high school. I did. Oh my bad. We're, talk, we're, we're talking sixteen-year-old Mike. Okay. They all like, the. They also like this is a weird thing when I was in high school. I don't know if they still did it now. Like they all shaved their all of their body hair, not just like chest, but they they would shave like their legs and their arms. And I th- always thought that what? was very weird. Yeah. That's. Unless you're on the swim team, that is weird for. No, I'm no. I mean, maybe. But I, you say it's a boomer moment all you want for me, but that's just no. Dude shaving his legs is just, and arms is weird. They were very big into OAR in high school. I'm, I'm talking like my. These are like my friends from Stan X, too. OAR? The band. I don't remember them. They did uh, Crazy Game of Poker, was their big song. I, mean, I probably heard it. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I probably just don't know. They the weren't name. like mainstream, but they, they were very big in it like, actually the, does like kinda, white kid culture, like in the, okay. in the early two, in aughts. I probably odds are whatever their most popular songs are. I probably would recognize it if I heard it. I just didn't know who their name was. They were just way into it. They also like try to they, even my friends at Stanex. They try to crash like our prom. Our, they try to crash our prom parties. I'm like, this isn't your dance. Get out of here. <laughs> Shut up. So those are my least favorite things about Stanex, and they deserve to rot when they play Trinity football. 
What's my least favorite thing about Trinity? Um, everything. Why do you always go to Trinity? You have no hate for Stan X. Why would I? I don't know. First of all, why well, hasn't played Trinity in anything besides like soccer? But and but the, but the now, force. well now. But well, when I was there, we 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 played you in everything. But, but like that's like ninety six. The random sports. When do you think I was in high school? It's been a long time. <laughs> Get over it. Tell me about it. <laughs> Find a new show. Let it go, man. You need a hug. <laughs> really? Because you look like a gigantic baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I and say next. I never, I've never had a problem with say next because I guess I don't. I did one, I didn't know anybody that went there, and two, I mean, they're just to me, say next was just way far away. That was out on way out of whatever Preston or Dixie or where the hell it is, you know. I mean, to young Trevor, it's. Stanex is not on Dixie Highway. Wherever the hell it is. I mean, it's all it's all the same to me out there. Once you get past like Shelbyville and Hurstburn and Frankfurt Avenue, it's all the same, you know. It's all South End. So I mean <laughs> you get Trevor a map. Oh man, you have no idea how much I depend on GPS. You just see me before GPS days. Um so I never had yeah, and, and Trinity was just like we played Trinity in sports, we being Wagner, and, you know, I knew people that went to Trinity. You know, I, I was friends with some of them, but not all of them. Less of them than I was with. So, I mean, I just I didn't have a, Trinity and Bauer were the rivals. Even though I didn't mind anybody went to Ballard. I just didn't like Ballard the sports tools. Yeah. I hung out at Ballard more than I did anything else. Cool. <laughs> Are you comfortable in there, Patrick? He's got his legs up. But no, he's just, we're just chilling like he's... <laughs> Texture says, can Patrick the intern cuss on air in honor of Jenna? No. No. No, that would not go over well. I'll let you say butt. Say butt, Patrick. Don't My dad would not like me cussing on the air. He would. <laughs> you can say butt. <laughs> you can say butt. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, Patrick, who do you hate more? Kids from Trinity or Stan X? Mm, uh, I'm friends with a lot of them from both. But I also know Trinity's kicker, star kicker, Kellen McLaughlin. He's apparently very good. Shout out. 53-yarder uh, in game last Sarah's year. Sarah's son? Not a big deal. Don't think it's Sarah's son. Uh, but generally... Probably dislike Trinity kids more. Oh. Now, male's the one you hate the most. You dislike the most, right, though? Male? Oh, there's a pause. There's somebody else, isn't there? No, it's... Just male? It's those three. You just pause for like, dramatic effect? I feel like the male-manual rivalry is more like... Like, the male-manual rivalry is kind of more like Louisville, Kentucky, and Trinity St. X is more like North Carolina Duke. Because St. X and Trinity, like, they, they hate each other when they play... But like they're basically the same. They're pretty much the same, right? Like yeah, those, that's, that's a good point. They yeah. all kind of hang out. They all kind of like we had Stanex friends. Like we, you know, we hate each other when we played and stuff. Like we would give each other crap. Wow, but like, did did you all also go through like the same some of the same Catholic middle exactly. schools? Exactly. Like, you well? knew all these guys from growing up. Like half of our kids, in my grade school class at Holy Trinity, like went to Trinity. Half of them went to Stanex, and that's how it is. I think in most places. Okay. But male and manual, I feel like there are there are definitely like differences in the type of like. Kids that go to school at this place. It's kind of like the Louisville, Kentucky thing where you have like a cultural cultural clash uh, as well in the rivalry. I guess that's kind of, yeah, and, and, and to, to, to use it on me, that's, I guess that would be make Louis, Wagner and Ballard kind of the Trinity St. X because, like, if you grew up Westport Road. I mean, you, Wagner and Ballard is like Louisville versus, uh, like. Hey, don't you take <laughs> this from me. This like, Shut up. Like Louisville. You're <laughs> so, as I was saying so eloquently <laughs> here on the TK Show and Friends. Hi, Patrick. How are you? Uh, good. That's good. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, you're back on. <laughs> it's like... You're not. He is. It's like Louisville versus DePaul. 
And there he goes again. <laughs> he thinking he, he, in the one chance I gave his mic back on, he would have been smarter than what he said. Yeah, <laughs> how do you have this power? <laughs> this is not fair. This is not the way that this is supposed to work. My point was, I was so rudely not only insulted but interrupted, was that when at Westport, a lot of my friends went to Ballard because if you lived on Westport Road, if you're on one side of Westport, you go to Wagner. Literally, if you're across the street from Westport, you go to Ballard. Hmm. And so a lot of people who I knew went to school with at Wagner at Westport, almost all of them went to Ballard. So I didn't know a lot of people went to Ballard. Okay. None of them went to Trinity because we were all too, you know, too cool for that. Yeah. We weren't, we weren't a bunch of, you know, tie-wearing D-bags. Except for the ones who got kicked out of Trinity. No, they ended up back ended in Wagner. Up going to Wagner. Once a semester, we got a kid. What, what are you doing here? Got what weed. <laughs> nice to know that never changed. <laughs> It's, it's like they flushed them down the toilet and so road and they end up going downhill to Hurstburn Lane. Texture <laughs> says uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texture says my battered fan syndrome has brought me back yet again with a quote, we can finish these last games six and three. Sat can be better. I'm not there yet. I don't know. And I'm not going to be there yet after a, if we win tomorrow. I, I won't. I mean, okay, let me ask you, what, is there any way you could be like 56 nothing? No. No. 75 nothing. No. no. There's nothing. There's nothing. I will be like, they played well. I have a little bit more hope for like beating BC and Virginia on the road. But until we get to, until we win three in a row, I'm going to have no hope that this team can get to like seven and five. I mean, even when three in a row, can you still, are you still going to even think seven? seven no, I won't. But I, I, I'll have hope. <laughs> these are, I mean, these three games, I hate to. You know how I feel about the the term "must win," right? Like I I despise it. I never use it unless it's in the literal sense. Like I, I think a, it's like playoffs or yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's so overused. Like it's a, it's a must win game, and like I'm like well, we lost, and now we're still playing and still talking about our NCAA tournament seed. So it clearly yeah. was not a must win game. But these three games, if you're going to, if the Satterfield era is going to be saved, and if this season is going to wind up being anything that resembles a positive. You don't have to win all three of these. You can still save it because you got big games in the second half, but it feels like you have to win them because I'm not convinced that if you can't beat BC or Virginia on the road, how are we supposed to say, well, we can beat Pitt, Wake Forest, and NC State, or at least two of those three? Like it's just it's it's not going to happen. If they don't go three and zero during the stretch, I will have next to no faith in the second half of the season that this, this that this is going to be salvageable. This whole relationship with Satterfield, this whole season, all of it, they've got to win these three. Just, just to have some kind of faith, because even if they win three, your still faith is still pretty low, though. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not far off from you. Yes. Patrick I'll be excited if we win three in a row, but I agree. Patrick, since, what do you want to say? Since yeah. Satterfield's been here, he's never won three straight FBS games or won back-to-back road games. Well, thanks, uh, Tony Stack. I knew we'd been bad on the road. I honestly didn't know that we hadn't won three in a row, but that makes sense. I mean, I, we've well, that's yeah. I mean, we've gone 500. We go win, loss, win, loss every time. I mean. So two's his longest winning streak since he's been here uh, among FBS teams. Um, so we had an FC. Do we have a three game winning streak with? Well, an FBS did we team start with like them? Western? One of his years, did we start like that with like two well, FBS? Western's teams? FBS. That's true. You're right. Yeah. But we we have played a couple of FBS uh, FCS teams under his watch. We didn't play one in 2020, the COVID year, because we just played Western and then all ACC. Okay. Well, last year because of Eastern Kentucky. Even 2019, I mean, his best season, we did not win three games in a row. We had we won two in a row three different times and then beat Mississippi State in the bowl game, but we did not win three in a row. We did three last year, but EKU didn't count because it was the uh, twenty twenty. We sucked. We we twenty twenty. We didn't win two games in a row at any point in the season, <laughs> which was bad. And then last year, yeah, we won we won three games in a row, but that EKU was the first of that that group. So yeah, yeah. we've we have never beaten 
three straight. If we win these next three, it'll be the first time Satterfield's won three straight games against FBS opponents. But we have, fact by Patrick. But we have and lost four in a row. And back to back on the road. Shout out Rashawn Myers. Just nice. Shout out Rashawn. We love you. Five wake up five two every Saturday right here on fourteen fifty the Big X. Check it out. Trevor, you're stunned. No, you know I shouldn't be because it's, it's a. I, I love the stat, but it's like it's not one that I should be shocked at. And I'm not really surprised. Now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah. I mean, we, you know, yeah. our best season, we finished seven and five. Like now, it's not like no. no a cool stat is like what I read the, on, on the internet last yesterday, where it said the Dolphins have won like 21 straight against starting quarterbacks with the letter O in their last name. I love facts like that. It was like, and, it's so, and they've lost seven in a row against quarterbacks with no O in their last name, and it has like the list. And it was like, this is great because it thinks that their comeback against Lamar Jackson, they, the streak stayed alive. Oh, damn. <laughs> no. <laughs> When's the last time we, we did win three straight? We, okay, we won three straight <laughs> to end the 2017 season. We beat Virginia, Syracuse, and Kentucky. And then, we, and then, and then, and then 18 happened. And then 18 happened. <laughs> so we have not won three straight games over FBS opponents since November of 2017. Five years. It's a sad state of affairs, man. That's Five years. Kids have gone through high school and on, and, and on in the time that we, we haven't won three straight games. I mean, Patrick was like in seventh grade. The last time I played. Yeah. <laughs> That's my seventh grade year. God. <laughs> Sad. And you wonder how we're losing a whole generation of fans. Yeah, you wonder about nobody. Yeah, we can't, we can't get recruits locally and everything, too. Uh, Gee, I wonder. Texture says Trevor's superstar name would be Trevor Kelsey. It's a big green vegetable that he'll refuse to eat. <laughs> Coming out like a giant piece of broccoli. I like that. Uh, Texture says, ask Trevor how he feels about GTA 6 being leaked. Oh, I didn't see that, was it? Uh, Are you a Grand Theft Auto guy? Yeah, yeah. Who's not a GTA guy? I thought you were like just sports video games. No, that's GTA and like Red Dead, which Red Dead Redemption, if you don't know, is pretty much a Western version of GTA. Um, are like the only two kind of non-sports games I do play, actually. Gotcha. Yeah, the whole game was leaked, all the source code. They're going to have to rework the entire game. Oh, good Lord. It's only been nine years they've been working on this game. I saw a teenager in the UK was arrested in connection to it, I think. What's wrong with the team? I mean, when did GT5 came out? What? It's been over 10 years, hasn't it? Uh, it no came idea. out originally on the PS3. It's been 10, yeah. And the PS5 came I mean, out they, two years ago. They took almost a decade to do Red Dead 2. And I mean, and then, so, and it was worth it. I, I still play RDR 2 yeah. occasionally online, but GTA, I'd, I'd actually do prefer RDR over GTA. I like the Western thing better. I like the fact that the Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, well, no, awesome. the, play, the PlayStation 2 had three different Grand Theft Autos, and Grand Theft Auto 5 has been on three different PlayStations. Nice. You guys are losers. <laughs> Whatever. I don't even play it. You, no, first, I, just, I just say because I don't play video games. Yeah, I was just saying, you Most just, of my friends No, do. you say loser, but you're when you're back in your mind, you're going, I wish I was you guys. <laughs> you guys are so cool. See, but I didn't even I play mean, video games. Like I, I, The last video game I ever bought was the one with Jared Zabransky. God, my voice. On the cover of is, NCAA football. What, what was your, were you hitting, going through puberty at the same time when you bought the game? Like, I feel like I'm having, I had puberty so early that I'm having like review, <laughs> reverse puberty at 38 now. I was like, the first, I was like, I hit, that, that hit, thing? I don't know, I'm Benjamin buttoning over here i did it at 12 and now i'm like going back at 38 uh but i haven't bought a video game since then that was the last one i played i never had like a system past ps2 and like it just i don't know well, so you didn't even play like in college then really not really no i was never big into video games i played uh. sports games growing up but that was kind of it was just kind of a i knew that i'd be too into it and like i just didn't want the time waste oh i was a time i'm sorry it's a time waste well yeah i mean it, uh, it one, absolutely one is. may disagree I mean, it's fun, but like me yeah, being a, that one, it's a time waste. It's absolutely a time. Some waste. may consider what some things you do a time waste. Like what? 
spending time with your family. Yeah. <laughs> lame family. L- yeah, lame, <laughs> geek, dork. Ooh, I don't have time to make the make make the lions good and mad. I gotta spend. I gotta take my daughter to the park. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly the <laughs> Sorry. Loser. <laughs> um, Texas Trevor should play Meet Me Halfway in honor of podcast Trevor. Should be right in his wheelhouse. Meet <laughs> Me Halfway? Is, he, is it the Zoe song? I don't know. In the middle? <laughs> Diamond Rio. I start walking your way. You start walking I could name you one Diamond Rio song, but I know oh, that. Oh, I can name you several Diamond Rio songs. The only reason I even know Diamond Rio is this kid I used to be friends with in like seventh grade. He's always wears a Diamond Rio shirt. He's always <laughs> cracking me up. I like Diamond Rio. I'm like, I never do. I just like, dude, why do you always wear Oh, Lord, he looks like his favorite band. I'm like, why am I friends with you? Oh, yeah, I don't have any other choices. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, let's take a break now. We'll go back. Hour number two is on the way. We'll talk more about this USF game, take some more text as well. Uh, before we do, though, reminding you about First Bankers Trust banking. You know what it starts with? Trust. They're, they're the opposite of Satterfield's fan base. That's right. Financial <laughs> success. You know what it starts with? It starts with trust. I was going to guess that, dude. Come on. Don't, don't give me a second. Wealth management. Do you know what it starts with? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not not just a W. Not turnovers. <laughs> trust? It starts with trust. Everything starts Nailed with trust. So make I'm the so first smart. choice in wealth management by uh, trusting our friends at First Bankers Trust. They have you covered not only with fi- investment management, but also comprehensive financial planning, trust and estate services, and so much more. First Bankers Trust. They always put trust first. To find out more, go to firstbankerstrust.com. We'll take a break. Hour number two of the Mike Rutherford Show on the way next. Happy Friday to you. Thanks for spending some time here with us on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Give me something to believe in. <laughs> something to believe in. Give me something to believe in. Is this one of your like super obscure themes, or can I actually get this? You should be able to get it. Are you all from Florida? No, it's, uh, all, it's all about the song titles. Okay. I don't even remember the titles now. What was the Michael McDonald song? What a fool believes. Welcome back in hour number two of the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450-961. Poison, who was performing at the Hot Tub Time Machine movie concert. <laughs> I so I, I don't know that song, but like, I heard it because it sounds like every rose has its thorn. And I was like, this sounds like poison. And it sure, is poison. Sure yeah. enough, it is poison. There you go. Every rose has its thorn, the only poison song I know. That's I think. a great song. It's a, it's a fantastic song. <laughs> I think I told you the, my embarrassing story about that song, right? Have you? Probably. <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Everybody listening is like, no, I know exactly what he's saying. 
They all I remember mean, it. I don't. It's not embarrassing. It's somewhat embarrassing. I don't know. Maybe it's embarrassing. It depends on who it is. But like, cause like, so that that song came out. I was like eight or nine years old. You know, I was going the body going through changes. Everything. Sure. You know, just a breeze, a, a quick breeze. You know, wind goes by, and I'm you know excited. So like, if you ever seen that video, it starts off like you know, and you, it's slow motion, and it's raining, and you see you know. Somebody laying on a bed, this long blonde hair, and I just remember as a kid, like, "Ooh, who's the hot chick?" And then it pans <laughs> around, it's Brett Michaels. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, it was a very unusual moment in eight-year-old Trevor's life. <laughs> I remember when we were in, when we were in like uh, probably sixth grade, fifth grade, when Hanson got popular. Remember Bob? <laughs> oh yeah. We would debate on. how many members of Hanson were actual girls and or how many were boys. Girls. I was like, no, I was like, I was like, one of them's definitely a girl, but I think the other two are boys. They're like, no, man, two of them are definitely girls. Turns out they all three were boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the one girl's kind of actually, she's kind of cute. It's like, no, they're all boys. It's not a. <laughs> it's not what's happening. Uh, welcome back in. We've got uh, we, we talked a little bit about the USF game in the first uh, first part of the show. We took some text in the second segment. We, uh, Trevor, did you watch any? You mentioned you watched Brown Steelers last night. I did. Yeah, watched. I didn't turn it on until like second half though. I just. Kind of was up doing around doing things. So. I watched more of West Virginia Virginia Tech. I didn't watch any of the NFL games. I, that's but, the one I watched the first half. I think that's why I was watching him. Yeah. Now, what do you think of Pat Forty? Pat Forty. I, I don't know if Pat Forty has beef with VT and Blacksburg, but he comes out last night and is like, "Good bounce back win for Virginia, West Virginia. They started off zero and two. Now they're back to two and two, and another loss for the most overrated home environment in all of college football." Ooh, I know. Shots fired. Now I'll say this: if anything, it could be he. And I'm with Pat. Maybe I don't know about. If he's, this is a regular thing of him making mad at Virginia Tech. But last night, I almost texted you this because it did aggravate me. They didn't come I, – I, maybe I missed it, but I didn't hear the, the Metallica. They were doing Archie when they came out. No, they came out – they did the same entrance. Oh, no. When I saw I, that. When I turned it on, they were just going crazy for are you, are we, are we Ready. And that made me mad. I was like, come on. You, no, you already did, have your own thing. They did you can't their steal thing. ours. Because the thing, it looked really cool, as it always does. Like, it's an awesome home environment. Oh, and they do the – But they don't win there. I don't. Well, I mean, that probably has more to do with the lack of talent they've had since something like two thousand one. Or is it like they they like have a great cool like intro and everybody's going nuts and then the game actually starts and the fan base gets kind of like normal. I think that's more of the problem. Well, I think the problem is the players are below normal. <laughs> I mean, they've had good enough players. They, they should have been better than they have been. I mean, Vod- Vodtech, Let's be honest. Vodtech's entire football program is based on the three the three years that Michael Vick was there. That's the the highlight of their. I mean. I mean, I guess they've had a few, maybe, you know, occasional season here or there with Beamer. Who, by the way, I think he came from Murray State, if I remember right. Did he really? Yeah, I think because Murray State had him and then Houston Nutt uh, at one point. Beamer ball. But, but so, I mean, that's, I mean, looking up their, 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 their like, history of the program, I mean, short of those little run in the late 90s, 2000s with Vic, Michael, not Marcus, I mean, they've been the average best program anyway that kind of gets considered better because people just remember the Vic days. I mean, they had, they were good in the years after Vic left, and, and like in the aughts, they had some good teams. I mean, they went to. Let me look at it right now. They went to in, in a span. They went Sugar Bowl, Gator Bowl, Peach Bowl, Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl, Peach Bowl, Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl. Like that's a that's yeah. a good run. Yeah. Um, and, they, and they had good years before. That. I mean, they were good in the nineties before Vic got there as well. Beat Texas in a Sugar Bowl. Beat played Nebraska in the Orange Bowl. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, I think that's a. I think you're giving them a little bit less credit than they deserve. But certainly right now. Also, like, I hate the thing about 
I should stand corrected. I should say they were just the Beamer program, and they have not. That's fair. They, they are like you would say Nebraska with Tom Osborne. Sure. Or, or maybe more apt like um, Jim Calhoun and UConn. If we're going basketball. Yeah, but he's well, the only yeah. program. I also, I hated how anytime something special teams related happened, people were like, that's Beamer ball. I'm like, yeah, as if nobody else annoying. plays special teams. Like, they like make a 45-yard field goal. Like, that's classic Beamer ball right there. I'm like, <laughs> I always thought it was blo- blocking the kicker punt. Yeah, but like, as if nobody else tries to block kicks. And then like, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, he's got a special teams reputation. Get over it. Like, it's, it's not the biggest, great extra point there. It's. They don't mess up extra points here at Virginia Tech. Like, nobody no. messes up extra points. Now, on the reverse, though, is anytime anybody did something special teams on them, like, they're reverse Beamer exactly, ball. Yeah. Them. A taste of their own medicine. Beamer ball's I'm getting like, Beamer balled. Everybody uses oh, special teams. That sounds teams. really dirty, by the way. Well, that's. Uh, they get Beamer balled. Classic Blacksburg. <laughs> what happened to you last night? Way too much drink. Got beamer balled. I got beamer balled. Yeah, man, I'm not. I am not feeling good today. Yeah, do a quick beamer ball before we go to the game. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take some more texts here as we continue to, to roll along here. Five thirty. We'll do our pick segment. We'll have the high school game of the week, uh, which will be voted on by you. Still, poll still open, although we have a pretty clear winner at this point. We'll pick the biggest local games and then the other biggest games of the, of the week that will be in college, and then we'll wrap up, as always, with the UofL game predictions. Again, That we'll do that from 5.30 to 6. We went 2-1 and one last night because we both picked Virginia Tech, I think, right? What are you talking about? Last, last night? night I we, picked West Virginia. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. I thought I, I thought we both picked Vitek. I picked West Virginia, and I picked the Steelers. Well, so, okay, so we both well, yeah. we both had the same record. You just went to, okay. Yeah. And I, cause I know we both picked Coastal. Coastal, even though they didn't struggle with Georgia Southern there, Georgia State. They, they rolled pretty well. And then I picked, I know I picked the Browns because I also bet yeah, on them to cover. That was, that, that was the, a gimme. Did you, well, did you, did you see how they covered? Well, they won by 10. Or, or, or They were only given four and a half. Well, no, it was a, I, what I saw was, I, I guess they, maybe it was a teaser. I saw everybody had the seven and a half bet. Oh, no, I had, a, bet. I had them minus four and a half. Well, did you see how they covered like the other spread? Like no. the last score of the game? So the I wasn't paying, I guess not paying attention because the game was already in hand. So it was twenty three seventeen. The Steelers did the thing where they tried to like lateral it a bunch on the last play of the game. They lateraled it back into the end zone, and the Browns recovered a, a touchdown with like no time on the clock to cover the spread. Basically, <laughs> nice. So, I, I had I think I turned it. Why did I have it turned down? I was watching something else now. I don't remember. But what there's was. like a so I I don't have the details here. I'm sure people listening know better than I do. But Pat McAfee, who's Big time. He's everywhere now. He's on game day. He's on. He's doing you know betting shows. He's doing his own YouTube show. Like he's everywhere. But I guess he has oh, some sort annoying. of deal with DraftKings where like he makes a bet that like everybody can follow and it gets like super enhanced. You win more money than usual if it hits. And it was two different players scoring a, a touchdown, and then the Browns, uh, the Steelers covering. I think seven and a half was was his bet. And so if you bet like twenty five dollars on this, you're going to win like three hundred. And so all these people follow it. All these people are in. And they all lost on that last play. And so I, I've got friends that had followed that, that do this thing with Pat McAfee, and they were all going nuts and like, losing it. But it was a, it's a terrible way to, to lose a game. That's why I don't bet. I, I, can't, I couldn't just take it. Like, I, I can't get over stuff like that as easily as some people seem to. See, I had a minus four and a half, and it was 23 to 17. So you were so good. I, I, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't really worried at all. You were, you were not sweating. Because the, like the game, let's be honest, was not exactly like moving the needle in terms of excitement. It was. I mean, the only exciting part of the game really was on the fourth down on the uh, goal line stance where they kept giving the ball to Kareem Hunt, and I have him in fantasy, and I'm like, get him in the end zone. And he didn't get in the end zone. They ended up giving it to Chubb, so that mm. kind of sucked. Yeah, I think Chubb was the one guy he had on that like bet, too. <laughs> Chubb and Najee Harris. Chubb and Najee Harris. There. Yeah, they both scored touchdowns. Uh, 
Texas, I think, will beat South Florida, but I'm confused that we're two touchdown favorites. It feels like Vegas is messing with us. I think Florida is way overrated, but they're not bad. South Florida should have beaten them or at least taken them into OT. I guess there's just a lot more parity this year than we realize. I, I agree with that texture. I, I don't know why the spread is so big either. I'm surprised by it, but the, the it weird thing is me. it's opened at 13, and the money's coming on Louisville, clearly, because it's gone all the way up to 14 and a half. So, I feel like the, the, didn't, that, didn't that happen with the Syracuse game too? Oh, yeah. But we all, but like, but, but we thought that that was the right way to like. We all were like, "Why is it so low?" Well, yeah. And now we're saying like, "Why is it so high?" So we'll probably cover. I mean, we probably well. I know we will because I'm betting against us. So I mean, sure we will. Do we take that stance? Do we take the Florida's overrated deal? Well, I think well depends what you think they're rated are at this point now. Is UK even really top ten good? I mean, their only win of note was against a team that's not even that good. Let's be honest. Florida got lucky to beat Utah. I mean, Utah had the ball. They, all they do is kick a field goal, and for some reason, they just Cameron Rising thought I'm just going to throw it in the end zone, try to force this pass for no reason whatsoever, and they got picked off. He shouldn't have. Florida should have probably lost that game. It looked bad. I mean, looked bad against Kentucky, and they looked bad against uh, Florida. Florida's not very good. I mean, I'm assuming Florida and Tennessee's on our pick'em today. You know, I'm going. They suck. Ergo, Kentucky's not that good. Ergo. Let's just say it. I'm just joking, UK fans. Is it Argo or Ergo? Argo's a great movie. Never saw it, actually. You haven't seen Argo? <laughs> you'd like Argo. Is that what I sound like when I do it? <laughs> you'd, you'd like Argo. I'm just surprised. It seems like a Trevor movie. I don't know why. Cause I think it came out. Wasn't it like 2010-ish? Yeah, I think it was like more like 20... You might be right. I was going to say more like 2014. Like There was like a span where there were some movies I missed that were like not Oscar-nominated movies. 2012. And that was in that area, yeah. In that 2010-ish area, yep. I actually is it on Netflix. I'm all, I'll give it a shot. That's good. I still need to You'd go like back it. and rewatch Google Hunting for you because I, I I told you I don't I don't dislike it. I just I'd only watched it when it first came out, and probably 16 year old Trevor it wasn't for his style at the time. I can see that. And I just never really went back and watched it, and I need to. Instead, Take, I watched Hot Tub Time Machine. Last I said you watched Hot Tub Time right up your alley. <laughs> it's, it's a good movie. Funny, yeah, I don't hate you for it. <laughs> Thank you. Texas is the musical theme describing the optimism of the Louisville fan base. In a way, okay. That's it. That is the hope springs eternal, something like that. Or we're all dead. <laughs> we might be dead by tomorrow. That's a good song. <laughs> no, 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 that song did not make the list. I don't even know who it's, sings it's that. A real, I think it's Soko, is the name of the singer. <laughs> it's a real song. <laughs> um, Texas, if Scott Satterfield can, of all people, can pull in a class like this to U of L, why can't a different coach do the same with an IL being such a big thing now? I mean, that's a good question. Is, are these recruits because of Satter or because of the Neil deals? I mean, they're because of the Neil deals. Okay, then why does it matter if we keep – then it shouldn't make a difference if we replace that with another coach then for these recruits. I think with it some of them – because it's not entirely NIL. It's a, I'm sure there's a small percentage of It's a confirmation of, it. of factors. Like, you have to have a, a little bit. But I think – I mean, if you're asking me, would we have these recruits with everything being the same with our program right now, but NIL is not a thing – my answer is no. Like, yeah. I think that that's pretty obvious. Fairly self-explanatory, yeah. but they're clearly like they, like they like would they come here if it was just about nil? I think the answer to that is also no. It has to be both things. They have to like the staff. They have to have like a, a good vibe with the other kids in their class. And I think also, as has been pointed out a number of times, you also have to have that one guy who gets the ball rolling. And I think Pierce Clarkson has been like, like he's the guy who got the start. I think if you didn't get him, 
it wouldn't matter what we were doing with NIL. It wouldn't matter what we were doing with Scott Satterfield and Pete Thomas and Pete Nocta. You wouldn't have this, this class. I think he was the guy who, I mean, Ruben Owens straight up said, like, I had no interest in Louisville whatsoever until Pierce at a seven on seven team event that we were playing at together started talking to me about them. And I was like, okay, cool. Shut up. I'll take a visit. If you just leave me alone. I took a visit. I loved it. I committed. Like that's, he doesn't even consider Louisville if Clarkson's not committed to Louisville already. Like that's, I think that's a, not a small thing, but is NIL at the center of all this? Of course. Like, I think we know that firsthand. Also, I've heard some stuff that makes me feel a little bit better about Ruben Owens. I think we're, regardless of who the coach is next year, I feel, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit more confident. People new, have reached out. They're like, Hey man, I heard you new, talking new about tattoo. Ruben. No, not a new tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the bill on the other arm. I'm feeling better. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm still nervous about DeAndre Moore. Still nervous on that front. Even though his brother said fake news, I still am worried. But people are like, "Hey, man, you know, Ruben Owens." I think even if Seth's not here, I'm feeling good about. We gotta it. get DeAndre Moore on the show and make you feel better. Come on the show, DeAndre. Just come on and talk and talk this man <laughs> down from the ledge. He's so good. We need him. Step back from that ledge, my friend. Tells that I'm not a big U of L follower, but what is Seth's biggest win at U of L? Wake Forest. Wake Forest is the only ranked team we've beaten. I, I is that really the biggest win? I mean, I'd probably argue. I mean, winning the bowl game that year. Yeah, Mississippi, Mississippi State, State is probably yeah, a that's little probably bit bigger. bigger. I agree. But and it's not just it's not just Satterfield. I think who's it? Keith Wynn went back and looked at it. We are, I think, one in like twenty one against our in our last twenty two games against teams that finished the season ranked. So. <laughs> We're just like even dating back to Petrino. Petrino, we never had. Petrino, we struggled. had one big win yeah. basically when Petrino was here the second time. Like we beat, we had some good moments. Like beating that Notre Dame team was was fun in South Bend. They, I think, finished that season seven and five. They were not a great team. We, you know, beating but Miami. You, you in couldn't the avoid, first game back was was nice. That ended up being not great a my not a great Miami team. But you couldn't avoid a Kentucky fan friend telling you how his record versus like top twenty five teams was like one and six or something like that. We won one ranked game while he was here. Yeah, I mean that. that, that because, I mean, that's, in fairness to Kentucky fans, he was, you know, smacking you around the field. So that was your only comeback to us anyway. It was his record versus teams that were ranked, which you weren't. So I think it just felt like more because the one game of note that we won, we won by 43 over a top five Florida State yeah. team. Like, it felt like that was more than just one win. And also because, like, we were so close to beating Clemson every year. You felt like, hey, you know, we're right there. And then you look at the no- the records, we're like, it okay, we're not winning any of these games. It didn't one. seem like it. Yeah. it didn't. You're right, it didn't. And that's one reason why I did. I just ignored a lot of times the, the chatter of that as well. But, it, you know, it it was it was there. It still was. I mean, that's the difference, I guess, of being in what level of, of conference or program that you're at. And the program has kind of flipped its mentality, like, since we made the move to the ACC. We used to be this program that, you know, we would kind of – we would get criticized for going through the motions in conference play. We'd like, you know, we'd get lazy against CUSA teams or old Big East teams. But like when the moment came, when you had a chance to finally have the spotlight on you and you're playing, uh, you get Florida State in your house or you get West Virginia in a top five matchup. Like we always rose to that occasion and won that game. And now it's kind of this reverse thing where like we're not losing these random games to nobodies where we just get you know blown out by an average South Florida team by 31. But we're not winning when the lights are the brightest. Like we're losing those spotlight games now. What was Katrina? Now, his record versus top twenty-five wasn't as bad as his two point was, but was one one point wasn't great either. Wasn't it a losing? We definitely had. I mean, I mean, I know we beat West Virginia. I know we beat Boise, and they were both ranked. We had the. I mean, Miami was ranked at the time we played them in 06. Okay, but they ended up being six. It doesn't matter if they're ranked when you play them. That's what matters. Yeah, I, well, I just I would disagree on that. But for for this for, for this, this argument, we can for this stat, that. I think it matters because that's what you're playing. I mean, that's the we the point. You can't beat a guy when you see a number next to their name is, and if they have it when you play them, then sure, it counts. Sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like there were maybe a couple of others. Like we played maybe some, 
like some Cincinnati teams ranked. I mean, back we lost to Rutgers. I know that. I we mean, lost to Rutgers. We, I can't think of any other ones. I mean, Charlie always beat ranked teams. I feel like when we played them, it didn't happen all that often. But we, we, we were always up. We didn't play the them very often, but we do. We well, beat we, them. That's what I'm saying. And like now, we're playing them more often, and we're just not winning. But we're beating the crap out of all the teams that we should beat, which is and everybody's just kind of like, cool. We're six and six. We're, uh, we're, we've become like the six, the standard six and six program. For the record, he went. Patrina was zero and two versus them in his first year. TCU in Miami of Ohio. Uh, his second year, he was one and one Boise State in Miami. Okay. Uh, year three, he would have been probably zero and one Tech only was the only ranked team we played because West Virginia mm-hmm. ended up being very good. By the time we played them, they weren't ranked. And then of course, uh, yeah, Miami was seventeen. Then we beat West Virginia. He was two and one. Three and one that year. In 06. Yeah, because of Wake Forest. And then he was gone. And he was gone. So I think that's about 500, right? I think it was like five and three was my count. Five I, and four. I, I, yeah, I, I stopped counting. So I Better than, than 2.0. We know that. But, yes. <laughs> yeah, not that that's really an accomplishment. And pretty much better from anything ever since. I do think like... Other than... It's strong. not a... I think part of the reason why there seems to be so much unrest with the Louisville football fan base is like the lack of just overwhelming celebratory euphoric type like occasions that we like we haven't had big wins in such a long time it feels like we're all just pent up waiting for something big to celebrate if a couple of we're these like Josh Harnett in 40 days and yeah, 49 great reference <laughs> if, if a couple of these just kind of whatever average throwaway seasons and you made this point before if they had flipped like a a bad loss for a great win i think the fan base would be more excited like we you know a lot of being a football fan is just having those memories like oh they, that that year in 2017 we didn't do this but like i'll never forget beating clemson at their house or you know beating your rival in, the, in this game and we just have not had those types of games it just feels like every year is this well we beat some crappy teams we played some close games against some good teams and now we're moving on to next year maybe it'll be a little bit better even dating back to like the petrino tenure like we after 2016 we have not had those like man we beat a top we, we've had a down year but we for at least one weekend, we felt like we were champions of the world because we beat a top 10 team, beat a top five team, um, beat our rival in a big game that we were supposed to lose. Like those events, those memories have not been made. And I think it's part of the reason why there's just such a malaise amongst the fan base right now. It's just apathy is kind of setting in. The prime example to, to, to agree with you is like 2002 when you talk about that season, which was somewhat of a disappointment. But we're always going to remember Florida State. Always, but you're just going to be like, no, it was great. We beat Florida State. Yeah, but you went like we went seven and five that year. Yeah, like, I mean, we, I always bring up how like I was we so lost, down. We lost the bowl game to my Ohio. I think my, was beat us by like a billion that year. No, that was, no, was Marshall. The year before Marshall. That yeah, was Marshall. Yeah. My Ohio was my freshman year of college. Yeah. Um, but we, like, I always bring up how like I was kind of down going into that FSU game because we were already one and two and we kind of had underachieved. And I think you forget like so many people don't even remember that. Like like all these people are like who you know at this point who cares? Like I, I stormed the field, it was Florida State for God's sake. You know, I didn't care that we'd lost to UK and Colorado State at that point. Like it's a forgotten memory. Oh you yeah. I mean I can't even remember you know, other I mean I don't remember care that we lost the bowl game. And when nah. that the, and when that also the bowl game John Hill left us at halftime? Lost to Marshall. Yeah. It was yeah. Marshall, yeah. So I mean, but but you know what? That year's always gonna be a fond memory year because we beat Florida State in the rain. Exactly. You're you're not wrong. Texas says, do we speak with our wallets or do we show up for the players? Mike, you'll get this for sure. Our games feel like Lions and IU games after Teddy and Lamar almost doesn't cut it. <laughs> I mean, I always say show up in respect for the players just because I, I don't think that it's not like if we if 15,000 people showed up for tomorrow's game against USF and we're all quiet, like Josh Hurd's going to look around and be like, 
Oh, man, I get it now. Like, people are upset. No. He knows people are upset. Yeah. Scott Satterfield knows people are upset. You don't need to communicate that by not showing up. You don't need an Arkansas State Halloween game to do to, to you show don't. that. I mean, the, the message has already been received. If you don't want to go to the game just because you don't want to go to the game, that's fine. But if you're a Louisville fan and you have tickets and you got nothing better to do, I would say you know, support the players because they, you know, they deserve it. And there's, again, technically still time to turn this thing around. We could have a, a good season in theory if you know we've got nine games left to play, for God's sake. On the opposite side of it, go, you should go and have a good time because it might be the last chance you have to watch them at home Maybe. win. win. <laughs> but like the whole, like, it's not like there needs to be a message communicated. Everybody knows. I mean, I can tell you like firsthand, like I, Josh Hurd is very aware of the yeah. situation with the football program, and he's not going to hesitate to make a move if he feels if, – if we sell out every home game for the rest of the year and the fans are going nuts and the fans are loud, but we go 4-8, and eight, that's not going to sway Josh Hurd to keep Scott Satterfield for another year. We are living in a day of Twitter and social media. The, the days of making your point to the, the AD by not going to the game ended around 2004. Totally right. I mean, right now you have – trust me, like you said, it, there's no way he can avoid not knowing – it's a fan base is angry. You have you have Twitter, you have social, TikTok, and everything, whatever you know, whatever else the kids are using, and the, the message is going to be made clear. You don't have to boycott. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't mean you don't have. I mean, if you don't want to go to the game, you don't want to go to the game, right? And if I'm the players, I don't know if I would. I mean, I guess it's hard not to, but I hope they wouldn't take it personally because it really has nothing to do with them. But I mean, what it does, like where where it does have an impact, I think is. It can have an impact on recruiting. If you're, I mean, if you're DeAndre Moore right now and you're tuning in to watch Louisville, and first of all, good luck finding the channel. I was gonna say, wait, a, I mean, but that's the way. The only time it would affect recruiting is if you do it on a game that's like a big game where you know recruits are there. And something tells me we're not bringing recruits in for South Florida. Well, we got a lot of recruits that are. I think they, several dozen are coming in. They're mostly okay. Well, maybe recruits <laughs> from the state of Kentucky. I mean, every weekend though they have several dozen. I guess just, okay. Yeah. Every weekend's a big recruiting weekend. But if you're turning it on and you're, you know, you're going to Texas because Texas, look. As upset as their fans can be, as crazy as their fans are going to be, you're still going to have a gigantic crowd at every single home game you play. And if you see that on one hand and on the other you see you know, 25,000 people for a Louisville-USF game or maybe a game later in the season, that might affect your like, – I would always say just show up if, if you have nothing better to do and you're wondering what the best option is because at the end of the day, if the results on the field aren't good enough, a move is going to be made regardless of whether or not you're there. I do think we're going to have – attendance because people are like well now we'll have the diehards at games which is true but we're also going to have the die the diehards are pissed too it's not like they're just going to say diehards will probably boo too that's what i'm saying like we're we're in a position now and we've been here before where everybody at that game tomorrow is going to be a little bit on edge if usf scores first you're going to hear boos like people are going to let their feelings known and like we can argue about what the fans do and the fans shouldn't do at the end of the day it's on the team to you know to, to make sure that there aren't boos and to make sure that people come back for for games later in the year like winning solves everything win some more games that's what this all comes down to <laughs> pretty, pretty bottom it's a, line it's been a theme of the show <laughs> since day one win more games <laughs> all of our problems are going to be solved here. very simple keep it simple yeah texas trinity wins tonight there you go I saw our man uh, bring Brom home. Has changed his prediction from State next. I think he listens to the show. Is he going with Trinity now? He and every every tweet I've seen him do since that called him out about the picking State next being a Brom guy. He's changed it to a Trinity by seven. He's got to stay on message. And Trinity yeah. is, is, is a Brom school. Like yeah, he's got the, to. You gotta, you gotta, I just don't think he caught on. Maybe he's a State next kid. He might be or guy. He might be. Uh, I think some, it's Patrick. So it might be Patrick. Patrick, or what do you got to say there? Or girl? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Or girl? Could be a girl. You're right. We never know. That's true. She might have been in the past. <laughs> uh, the same picture says USF beats Louisville tomorrow. There will be a good contingent of, 
Good contingent of Bulls fans and their team is motivated. Not a good recipe for a so-so L team. Tomorrow the writing will be on the wall for the Satterfield era. If we whoa, do whoa. lose. Have we, have we, got, have we started to go down this rabbit hole discussion if we lose? No, we haven't. I mean, we've kind of been saying, like, we've danced around a little bit, but it's kind of like the Syracuse game where we're not <laughs> fully acknowledging the possibility of actually losing. The elephant in the room. And it very much is. I mean, if we play like we did against Syracuse. And this is a uh, South Florida team that is very good on the ground. We've been very bad against the run. It's an understatement. It seems like a, a – we're not good enough. We found this out firsthand in week one. We're not good enough to just show up and beat anybody. And if we come up tomorrow, come out tomorrow, no motivation, not cleaning up the pre-snap penalties, turning the ball over, not forcing turnovers, not tackling, I mean, not trying to tackle in some cases, like, we could easily get beat. If that does happen, everybody, I think the whole fan base checks out. I don't think you have any supporters left. Besides, like, that that core group that's going to support you if you're 0-12. I mean, right? you have a small, yeah, it'll be small. I, I think what I say, like, I'd say 90% of the fan base is gone. If we lose tomorrow, I mean that. Point. I think this becomes unsalvageable. Like I, I think it's done. I, I think then, even with a win out, but that, that's. I mean that's not even possible. That's not realistic really. at yeah, that point. If you lose fine. to South Florida and you've lost to you know you you started the easiest. I mean this is probably the easiest third of the season. The the first part of the schedule is the first four games. Oh yeah. If you go one and three in the, that quartet of games, I, I, there's no hope of getting above four wins. And to me, that says there's no hope of, of retaining Scott Satterfield and keeping this thing going for another year. If you lose Saturday, because like you said, in theory, you could we could turn around and beat Clemson in UK and win all these games at the end of the year. To me, if you lose tomorrow, it's over. Like that that's the it's like that pit game in two thousand ten or two thousand nine, I should say, where you like we've got games to play, but you know it's done. Like you know this thing's not moving on past this year. They've got to win tomorrow. There's no other way around it. I agree. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll take more of your text. We'll continue this conversation. Also, we'll talk a little bit, uh, look ahead towards uh, a couple of the big games this weekend. Again, our pick segment will come up at 530. We also have to crown our text of the week. All that good stuff coming your way in the second half of the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, and it rolls on next here on the Big X. was out to get me that's the way it seems disappointment i'll break all my dreams then i saw scott's face now i'm a believer not a trace of doubt in my mind i'm in love Try. But he's all about believing in Scott. All songs have the word believe in the title. There you go. Because it's a Friday it. that we believe in, baby. We got belief. Come Monday, it may be disappointment, but to right now, we believe. I was going to say, what first half of the show have you been listening to? That's the whole theme of the whole building today. Believe. We're believing. We believe. We. That's the UK song. We believe. 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 I don't like that now. Oh, then I saw her face. <laughs> Now I'm a believer. Is this just because you watched Shrek recently? No, I just thought 
Every Friday, I've kind of tried to do something. Friday and Mondays, I've tried to do themes to match the mood of the game. I like that. And I was like, Whoa. I was like, like what do I need to do for this week? I was like, Friday, I mean, we really had much hope. And I was like, well, I'll think about it. Maybe I'll do the soundtrack for New Hope from Star Wars. We need New Hope. But then that would be kind of weird. It's to too know. in depth. Yeah, it's like you're doing a little Star Trek. You'd be like, what the hell? So I was like, no hope. I was like, believe. We got to have belief. We got to believe we can win. I like that. So I went with believe. If you're looking for a little appetizer tonight before uh, tomorrow afternoon's football game, we have Cardinal Athletics on national TV tonight, semi-national TV. Louisville men's soccer, number 25 in the country. They're hosting number 8 Pitt. It's an 8 o'clock kick at Lynn Stadium tonight. If you can't make it out to the game, it'll be on the ACC Network tonight. Let's go. Let's get it done. John Michael Hayden and the boys looking for a big national top 25 matchup victory. For the record, I actually did, when I picked the songs too, and let's go soccer team, by the way. Let's go. Um, the song titles that have Believe in It actually did match the fan base. I.e., the first song was Do You Believe in Magic? Because we need it. Yes. The Snoopy Brothers songs was What a Fool Believes. <laughs> okay. You know. Feel kind of foolish for believing. <laughs> yeah, because we're still following this team. And then, of course, then we had Something to Believe In, which is something we, we need something we to need, believe in. We need. And apparently, if we win, I'm a believer. I like that. Well, we still have two songs left. So. <laughs> yeah, we do. I'm I curious to see where we go from here. <laughs> you did hear one of the ones that didn't make the cut, which was, uh, I was listening to it when you walked in, was the Stevie Wonder, I Believe. Yes. Which is a slow song. Really good song, though. It's a good song. But it's, it's slow, so it, it's not going to make the cut. Now, did you see the news that came out today about Herm Edwards and Arizona State? I saw your, I think a tweet or something that you did, but I didn't read, I just, just read the headline. I didn't skim on it. Appa- apparently... Yeah, we had wakey leaks back here, so we have a little bit of, of somewhat like like insight into this. But this is even worse than wakey leaks was. Apparently, Arizona State staffers, members of the coaching staff who wanted yeah. Herm Edwards to get fired, were leaking all of their intel to opposing teams this season. <laughs> An opposing bad. coach recently told the athletics no, that, co- that it wasn't hard to get intel on this season's team because some within Arizona State's athletics wanted a coaching change and were therefore leaking information to our staff. If you if you are guilty of that, you should be banned from college sports. It's terrible. You should not be allowed to coach any Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three high school, junior college, rec league, seven on seven. I don't care if it's got the word foot and ball in it. You should be banned. We used to have on the old show like we would always have Herm Edwards on. Like he did when he was doing the NFL stuff, we had him on once a week to do Supposedly NFL he's games. Supposed to be a nice guy, right? I mean, apparently he was he was always good on the show. Like he was very nice. I don't really understand why we had him on, but it was it was a fun segment to do. You know, I love him. He was an eagle. Yeah, and then we get, he gets the job at Arizona State, and so he's not doing NFL stuff anymore. But we still had him on a couple of times just to talk about it. Nice and John it. John like loved him because you know he was nice to him. He's old school. He had like funny like and he and John would vibe, and so John's like, I think he's gonna kill it at Arizona State, and I was like. Well, <laughs> I mean, I didn't think he'd be bad. I mean, I thought he could be average. Who knew? I, knew I mean, when he came in and he said, first of all, he did not know that their mascot was the Sun Devils. Okay, that's not good. Yeah, I do remember that. Really, the guy's, the, way. Like, the yeah. guy's like, I'm here from, uh, he's like, I'm so and so from Devil's Digest. He's like, Devils, whoa. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm a, I'm a Christian. He's like, stay away from me. I'm not going to judge you, though. Like, having no re- idea that his mascot <laughs> is the devil. But he also said that he never bothered to learn the NCAA rules because he did not want to be babysat. So he just. <laughs> Just didn't want to learn the rules. Didn't know how college football worked. Had no idea about recruiting windows or anything like that. And so you just you knew it wasn't going to go great. Yeah, he has been semi-successful. He started off okay. Okay, here's his run: seven and six, eight and five, two and two, which is pandemic year. Yeah, eight and five, and that was going into this year. 
He's been better than Satterfield's been. He has been better than Satterfield. He's been much better than Satterfield. For some reason, I thought he had like some terrible seasons. No, there. I mean, he's one and two this year. I mean, this is keep in mind, this is with his own staff like going like brutai on him and cheating and giving away his secrets, and he's still going eight and five. Well, keep in mind though, he's been he's being fired because they're under NCAA investigation. So he's not being he wasn't fired for win loss stuff. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I, I would think, hope not. I, mean, I, I think the, the the implication here is the staff knew that they were going to get nuked by this NCA stuff. And so they're like, we gotta get this guy out as soon as possible. And so they, his win like you said, his win loss record did not justify being fired. So the only way to get him out was to start losing some games. And so they were actively tanking. It's, it's one and two. It's a weird it's a, yeah I mean Maybe Herm Edwards is just that good. He's just that damn good that he's going to win without uh, assistance even being on the same team. But that was a wild ass story. I'm like, what do we call it now? Stady leaks? I mean, no, I think that's like, what's it's the, uh, uh, who, 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 who turned on Caesar Brutus? Brute. Brute. I mean, it's the Brute, Brute. League. Yeah. yeah. Brutus. I mean, that's, that's, it's cold. I mean, how do you trust, how do you hire somebody that, that was involved in that? I mean, you can't trust them, right? Of course not. I would never be able to trust him again. I mean, at least with the Wakey League, that was like the announcer. That was like a, a, for, he was a former, former coach. coach who was yeah. announcer who was bitter that he was that was a former coach. Tommy Elrod. These are like current, like yeah, these are these are current staff members. That's it's a weird story. That's horrible. It's like not, I, yeah, I mean, that's cool. yeah. What and that's like curiosity. I don't know if you know this, but I mean, what what are the possible sanctions they're facing? Is it just recruiting stuff? I think that that's yeah. How do you get? How do you cheat in a nil era? I don't know. I mean, I mean, they did it. It's baffling. They did it. They made it happen. Uh, Thornton sucks that again. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Before we get to that, I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Alexis Cubit of this Courage Journal, the new beat writer, she had three stats that indicate why U of L's offense has been among the worst in the country. We we focused so much on the defense, which has been bad. But the offense has not been very good either. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not consistent is definitely what it the is. The three numbers, and you know the big one, turnovers, seventh. Uh, we've, we've had seven turnovers. I'll throw the stat out again because it's Friday. We do this every Friday now. Louisville under Scott Satterfield, 2-17 when losing the turnover battle, 16-2 and in winning it. Sad thing is those two losses came last year, I believe, right? Um, I think they did. I think you're right because we were undefeated yeah, for a long time. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, so seven turnovers this year, not good. I think we've also only forced three turnovers, so that's not good either. Uh, passing touchdowns, one, one passing touchdown in three games. Not a lonely touchdown. Not good. She doesn't. She didn't bring this up either. But Louisville is. Uh, they have thirty total penalties, which is one hundred and thirtieth out of one hundred and thirty-four FBS teams. Awful, awful. That's bad coaching. She does bring up the last stat that she has, rushing yards, just 205 as a team. The Cardinals' run game is currently the strength of the offense. Their average, and I, take, I take this back, she's saying that this they, they're averaging 205 yards on the ground this season, which is okay, but they're currently tied with Duke, Oregon, UNLV for 36 in the country, and Malik Cunningham is doing the bulk of that damage now. He's 36 by himself among FBS players and is third among quarterbacks, averaging six yards per carry. But those numbers compared to where they've been recently, still not great. Hey, but we're, we, we have, we're like... Tens in the country in sacks with ten. We are. We found out that out yesterday. Tied with FAU in Nevada, by the way, amongst other schools. Hey, Nevada's good. Do you even know anybody know what Nevada's record is? No, I did. No, None. The only thing I can tell you about Nevada is Count uh, Kaepernick went there and they invented the shock, the uh, pistol offense. Did you see? Because so <laughs> that she mentions we're tied with UNLV for rushing. Did you see Aiden Robbins, manual high product? Yeah. The transfer there set the the current record for most yards in a game so far this season. I think he had two hundred and twenty-seven yards and. Three or four touchdowns yeah, last week. Yeah, blew up last week. Yeah, who's it? They'd be a small school. North Texas. Yeah, uh, he was national player of the week. Uh, 
happy to see him have success, but also like would have liked to have him here doing that. Been nice having it here. Yeah, it would have been been pleasant. I mean, we've got Evans, but I mean, it's still you know more options is better than than none options. And Ty and Evans apparently will play tomorrow. Yeah. I know Setterfield said that at the beginning of the week. There's been nothing to indicate that he won't. So you should have him back healthy. I think Jalen Mitchell is less of a certainty, but Evans is the big one. I mean, I want Evans back, but I mean, does it really make me feel any more confident we're going to win the game? I slightly. I guess. Better with him than without him. I mean, I'll give you that, yeah. Uh, Texture says, 502-414-1450. He says, I'm an objective middle here in the Catholic school argument. I was Catholic school for grade school, and then I went to Wagner for high school. Yeah, buddy. He said, Mike is right. Trinity and Stanix are the same thing, basically. Trev, Wagner is, well, they're definitely not the same as Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> you mean we're better than Ballard, Right? 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 Right. Hey, Ballard was built on a pig farm. They're losing the night. And they're losing the night. That's what Patrick yeah. says. Yeah. Uh, There's going to be tears in the pot lot tonight. <laughs> Good luck lighting those bowls all those tears, putting out the flame. Texas, I just finished the pod, and I was a huge Game of Thrones fan. Like you, I'm still pissed about that ending. Bring back Daenerys. <laughs> that said, House of the Dragon is great. You need to watch. Also, Mick Cronin sucks. <laughs> Mick Cronin sucks, guy. It's a very full text. Uh, I love his... I'm not watching House of not, the Dragon. Not, I mean, I told you I watched the first episode. I haven't watched since. And I called, so I reached out to two friends in the last day or two to ask them, you know, how this, because I knew they've watched. One, my buddy was like, he loves it. And I was, but I didn't, I had to take his with a grain of salt because he's a TV slut. Like, he likes everything. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, everything's so great. And if you tell me you don't like something, he's like, you're a contrarian. You hate everything. <laughs> like, whatever, dude. <laughs> and then I saw that I reached out to somebody I trust more last night, and he said he loved it too. Now he's more, I can, it is in his wheelhouse of liking it more. Like it, I can see him leaning towards it because it, it scared me. I went to Rotten Tomatoes, and this season's got an 85. Hmm. And normally you would say that's a good rating, but as easy as Rotten Tomatoes is, I mean, they give everything the crappiest stuff like 90s now. I mean, Get Out got 100. That should have been like a 60. You, I mean, I, I, I've had to explain <laughs> this to you before. Do you realize like Rotten Tomatoes isn't like a... a a review site. It's just yeah. taking all the reviews from all over the country. That's what I'm saying. It's so, like they don't give a rating. So if it gets an 85, that should that's not a that, that's low, right? I mean, that should make me feel be a little worried about how good it really is compared to like because Game of Thrones back in the day was getting like I'm sure like oh they give 90s and 95s yeah. to everything now. I mean, they just hand it out like like Tic Tac. Again, that's not how it works, but but it's okay. I never, I never saw Get Out. Get out Patrick says Get Out was great. I mean, it was okay. It was it was skeleton key remade. I mean, you don't like Jordan Peele. <laughs> I mean, I don't dislike Jordan Peele. I haven't seen anything. I mean, I didn't mind it. I said this before. I said it again. That worth an Oscar nomination. If if this show lasts, like, because I think they said they have like a set time limit. Like, they're it's it's a they have four years set for this this Game of Thrones whatever prequel. Yeah. If four years from now everybody's saying it's very very good, you should <laughs> Wait, watch it. Four years from now. I'll watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I carry watch grudges it. for a long time. I, I will watch it when it, when it finishes up. I'll probably binge it. It also didn't help that football came around the same time, and it's that takes up my Sundays now. So, when when it's all completed and it's all done, I'll probably binge through it if I can. Because I only watched the first episode, and it wasn't horrible. But it didn't make me go, I can't wait for next week. Uh, Texture says, what college QB's career would you compare Malik's to? Good enough to have to wait for his eligibility to run out to replace him, but doesn't win big games and doesn't really progress while he's here. I already, I already told you who he is. I've said it a hundred times. Who? He's Antoine Randall L. 
Look at Randall Elwood did at Indiana. They were all seven. They were nothing but six and seven and seven and six teams. As well, well, I don't think they did that. Like I don't. I don't think he ever went to a bowl game. Uh, I don't think he did either. I thought they went six and six. I guess back year. in the day, it wasn't like automatic that you, you went. Did, there yeah, were fewer you bowl did, games. Yeah. You might be right. Because I'm pretty sure he did. They did go. To, I remember his like because I loved watching those Indiana teams with Randall L because he was so exciting. And I remember his senior year hoping that they were going to be good just so he could get to a bowl game for the first time, and he didn't. Because that was one of those like storylines. You, you hear that in college basketball a lot. Like this guy's been a good player. He needs to go to the NCAA tournament for the first time in his career. That was the first time that I remember growing up hearing that narrative about a football player. Like he's got Indiana owes it to him to get him to the postseason. He stayed true and all this stuff, and they they didn't do it. What years that. was he there? Was he, were you in college when he was there? No, 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 no. This was it was like the nineties. I couldn't remember if he was late nineties or early mid nineties. That's why I couldn't remember. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was definitely nineties because I remember why I would because they did a lot of the they would put him on in that Big Ten game that was immediately following College Game Day, and I would always come home from like football practice and and watch College Game Day on Saturdays. And then I felt like Indiana was playing in that noon game a lot. And yeah, they were ninety eight to oh two, in which they went four seven, four seven, three and eight, five and six. So they never had a win. Okay, in a, in a tough big with, with Cam Cameron, who may have been like you know the, another version of Sad anyway. Yeah, but also like, I, Indiana I didn't have expectations to be any better as a team. No, but then. they played in a tough. And the Big Ten was probably tougher than what the ACC is now. I, I mean, in that, in that era, you're talking about Michigan was at its peak, winning a national title. Ohio State was obviously I feel like good. Randall L. was – I mean, he was like an All-American, though. Like, he was a bigger deal nationally than Malik Cunningham has been. I see what I see. Yeah, but also I think for. also at the time I – mean, with a skill set that, that Malik Cunningham can do now – He was is MVP a lot, of the Big Ten. But, the, yeah, but what Malik Cunningham does now and the skill set that Antoine Randall held, you didn't see it as much often as you do now. Now there's you, – you've got guys who can do what Malik does – a lot of places. I agree. Antoine Randall was a very rare. Th- you didn't see athletic quarterbacks like that. I mean, that's why you remember guys like Tony Rice. And, but, but he's not asking and Major question, Harris though. as well. His question is like a guy who was like just good enough that like you can't replace him, but not good enough to like win big games or be remembered as like a all time college football great. Like, I think that Randall was a first team All American, and he was the Big Ten MVP. Like Malik Cunningham is not viewed in those what terms. Year was he Big Ten MVP? He was Big Ten MVP in two thousand one. Okay, and a first team All American, consensus first team All American in two thousand one. Oh, and don't get me wrong. I think Antoine Wells is probably a better player. I do think he's better than McKay. Uh, like than nobody Cunningham. was saying like there was nobody who was like if we just get Randall L out of here, we'll be a better team. And people do say that with Malik Cunningham. You say two thousand one? Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to think of who he had to. Oh, can, it had to have been two thousand and when he ran for twelve hundred yards. Yeah, because he threw ten touchdowns and fourteen interceptions that year. Also, yeah. he was he was very good. Um, Big Ten freshman of the year was all Big Ten every other year. Well, who would you think to compare him to other than that? Then? See, I can't think. I'm trying to think of like if there was a guy that was like in college football forever and was always good but never like, four years was forever. Then great, yeah. I can't think of anybody. Um, I think mine's perfect. I'm taking it. maybe like Munchie Legault from Cincinnati back in the day like, was always good, <laughs> but like Cincinnati was never felt like they could, they could take the next step with him as quarterback, and they got they did end up getting better after he left. Um, he kind of reminds me of him a little bit. That'll be my answer. I won this one. You didn't because you're not. You're clearly not listening to the question. Like nobody at Indiana was like, "We'd be better off with somebody else playing quarterback above Antoine Randall." He's first team All American. They could have. I mean, they went five. They only won five games. Of course, they could have been better because with somebody were, else. he was playing at Indiana. Nobody cared. <laughs> it was like five people showing up to their games, and like they had. They, I think they were bringing in like law students to play on, on the weekends. Um, you can hate Indiana. I'm, I recognize <laughs> Indiana for what they were. You remember? You were too young. Texas, I knew I was going to hear some unexpected things today, but I wouldn't have guessed hearing what made 10-year-old Trevor aroused. <laughs> it was, I was eight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Texas, Votek, way better historically than Trevor's giving them credit for. You're right. I, stay, I stood corrected. It was, it was, I was thinking it was, it was Beamer, though. But since Beamer's been gone, they have been 
they were possibly a, another example of the coach makes the universe the, the program not the other way around. Texas Trevor, you watch three movies a night. How is there a movie that you haven't watched? Because you I've, watch a lot of I watch a lot of reruns. Yeah, if I haven't watched the movie for a while, I'll rewatch it again later on. And if I if I've only watched the movie once, that means I don't I didn't really like it. And I've been trying to watch like I was. You like to point out how I don't watch any newer movies, which. I have to call complete BS on because I was looking at like the Oscar nominations over the last like four or five years, and I've watched a lot of them. And some you watched I've, that one the other night that what, yeah, and that was that was up for uh, yeah, uh, uh, promising young women that was up for Oscar nomination last year. And I've watched multiple movies over the the that made the list. I don't think I say you don't watch them. I think you don't like them. It's hit and miss. You don't I mean, like movies made after like I disagree. I I disagree. I don't, I think the problem is, is I just haven't found a comedy I've liked in the last four or five years. I don't like. There's good movies. Like there's. I can't even comedy I've seen in the last four or five years. I mean, they're they're hard to come by. They ha- we haven't had really good a, a good comedy in like a decade. It feels like it's a good age for stand up though. Stand up's doing now. Well. That's stand up is fine, but I mean, uh, Texas says sorry, missed the intro music. If it's reflecting our U of L fans' feelings, was the song "Everybody Hurts" on there? No, that was on Monday. That, that almost made. But the you list avoided of, it because you said it was too. Yeah, obvious, I was too, I, too I on the with. nose. Yeah, I that's like the reason that. I didn't do it. Um, Texture says, "Mike, give me your top three head coaching candidates right now." In football or basketball? I'm a football. I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't like playing this game. This I couldn't tell you. I don't. I don't follow it. As I mean, yeah. I mean, we're tossing out candidates right now. Like we don't even know who's. I, I know people. It's. it's it's easy right now to look at it and say, oh, Lance Leopold at, at Kansas. Like, he's been there for two years. He's got them 3-0. and They're looking better than they have in a long time. That's you know, He was good at Buffalo. That's an obvious suggestion. Yeah, like, I, I agree with that. But who's going to become available? What coordinator is going to become the hot name in two months? College football, things change dramatically in, like, a four-week span. The guy who's the god of coaching on September 23rd can be a guy who's a total joke on October 30th. Like, it just – it's the way things swing. And also a guy who's totally happy in his job as an offensive coordinator or, or coordinator of some sort in, at a power SEC program might want to be a head coach and might want to get out of a situation come early November. You just – like I don't even know who's possible. And I put that – I'm sure Josh Hurd is kicking the tires on some guys right now. I know he's he's a jerk disciple. He's going to have his list. He's going to be doing his due diligence. But I don't even know who we're, we're really considering I mean, the besides pro- the obvious names. The problem is some of the guys I do like are guys that we like. We mentioned already Luke Bickle, and I mentioned P.J. Fleck, who I like. You can't get. We're not getting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're not. They're at levels where they can move up, but we're it's the not. the Jay Wright Mark Few We're not the We're not that level up, yeah. You're like, you do whatever you got to do to get Jay Wright. I'm like, well, you know, it's. And, and I get that Jay Wright's on a different level than, than Luke Fickle and Mark Few, but Louisville football is on a different level than Louisville men's basketball is, if we're talking about like pecking order. Uh, Luke Fickle, I mean, his next move is going to be, if it's not to Ohio State, if Ryan Day goes to the NFL, then it's going to be to another program like Ohio State. Like that, His next move is not going to be just a small jump forward. He's making that move to the big time whenever he makes the next jump. And I think the same is probably true for P.J. Fleck, especially if Minnesota keeps playing the way that they're playing right now. And for the record, I, I got I got because I don't know why I get insulted by with this when you always say it, because I know you're just joking sometimes. Maybe you're not. Like, I'm looking at the, the of the last few years of the Academy. Uh-huh. Like, I, I've been with her. I probably have seen and liked more movies than you have in this list. Oh, probably. I guarantee it. Okay, for example, last year was Coda. I have I have not seen Coda, but I do want to watch it. I haven't seen any of the movies that have been nominated like, the last three years. This year, the only ones I've seen I have like, I have disliked more. King Richard sucked, and I didn't like it with Chris Pizza. Uh, but last year, No Man Land won. I liked it. That was a good movie. I don't even remember that movie. Uh, Judas and Black Messiah was okay. Uh, Mank was overrated. 
Promising Young Women was solid in the trial. You said you didn't like Promising Young Women. No, I said it did. It was interesting. I thought you said the other day you didn't really like it. No, I said it yesterday. I said I liked it. It was an interesting concept as well. Yeah, but you didn't really like it. You don't don't listen. I don't think you really like it. The trial of Chicago 7 I do like, and I'll repeat it for you in case you forget it by tomorrow. I did like. So we got two out of six you liked. Uh, The 2019 Parasite I haven't watched. Ford versus Ferrari was good. Jojo Rabbit was awesome. Uh, 1917 wasn't bad, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was awesome. You're changing it up now because you're trying to prove me wrong. 2018. This is a good year. Trevor, nobody cares about this. Green Book, awesome. Black Klansman, awesome. Bohemian Rhapsody, not bad. Not good. Not bad. Not good. Star to Born, awesome. Star to Born's great. Uh, then there was Black Panther, which was overrated. The Man, you can really tell when I overrated. had kids. Because like, 28, like I, all these other years, I'm like, haven't seen any of these, haven't seen any of these. 2018, I'm like, oh, I saw all these. Like, oh, yeah, my daughter was born in 2019. I don't get to watch movies anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm keeping going. I, there's movies. You, nobody wants you to keep going. I mean, no, nobody, nobody else cares 17. about this. Fences is great. Manchester by the Sea in 16 please stop. was great. Okay, I'm, I'm, no. ask, I'm asking you nicely. Please stop. No, no, <laughs> people, are, people are turning their radio all over the city. Nobody will, cares about will this. Will you beg? No, yes, please. <laughs> I said, please stop. Nobody cares. Sexer says, since the Clemson 2016 game, helpmate helmet color record, red helmets were 13 and 21. Black helmets were 10 and 11. White helmets were 11 and 8. How does he know this stat? He had to look this up he somewhere. He says, yes, I just spent an hour looking that up. Where are the damn white helmets? Well, 11 and 8 still not that good. That's, I've never really thought about our records and helmet colors. We've talked about jersey combinations, but we never talked about just individual helmet color records. All that does to me is like reinforce just how far under 500 we are. Can you repeat those game. records again just for me? Red helmets, thir- right 13 and 21. Okay. so we- Black, 10 and 11. White, 11 and 8. This oh. is all since the Clemson game in 2016. Well, you switched switch helmet right a lot then. Why can't we just pick one damn color and stick with it? 11 and 8 is the best record we have in the helmet. <laughs> with the white. <laughs> yeah. It's depressing. It is somewhat depressing. So are we going to ride down with tomorrow? I haven't seen the uniform report for tomorrow. I, I know either. it's out there. I never pay attention to it. Patrick, so I don't know. I, they, they always put it out, but be, I have not seen be it. Be a good intern. Find it. Find it, Patrick. <laughs> we'll, we'll report back after the break. we got to go to break because we got 5 o'clock hour coming up next. First segment, we'll take text. We'll do as many as we can. Uh, we'll set the table for the USF discussion. 5.30, it's the pick segment. We'll pick the high school game of the week. The UofL game will end with that. And in between then, we'll pick the big local games of note and the other big college games of the weekend. It's coming your way next here on the 5 o'clock hour. What do you have, Patrick? Do you have it? Uh, red helmet, red, red jersey, helmet. white pants. Back to the red helmet. Red helmet, which were, what, 13 and 21? It's the, it's the worst one as far as record. It's the worst one. <laughs> We're, it We're getting nervous. We're getting nervous. Didn't help. 5 o'clock hour is on the way next here on 1450 The Big X. Now I'm a believer. I'm a Touching you, touching me, touching you, oh, you're touching me. I believe in a thing called love. Just a little bit of a heart. <laughs> Great song. 
Uh, you know, someone who is in love of 80s hair bands when this comes out. I was big in, like, on... like, 2002, was it, I think? Yeah, I was in high school. I remember yeah. that. Cause I, I was, was awesome. I thought this was great. I was big on changing the lyrics of songs to be about poop and pee. <laughs> and this was, uh, I believe in a thing... Said you still do it. Still do it. <laughs> still, still very much child. And this was, I believe in a thing called poop. Just listen to the rhythm of a butt. <laughs> I was a big fan. I just like, always got a solid laugh in the car driving to, to parties in high school. It was just nice. Just sophomore humor. Just bringing it back to like you, sixth grade. You were doing grade. this with Mary and Virginia in the car just last week. <laughs> Mary, I don't know if you saw it. Patrick was talking about it on Instagram. So we had like a uh, Instacart order from, from Target. Like we get groceries when we like can't get out. And the Target guy comes and like drops off the bags. And Virginia starts just going, do you know the Target man? The Target man. <laughs> like she just makes up That's songs awesome. with what's going on. And Mary's like, she's 100% your daughter. Because I always do that crap. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm, I've never like taught her. I don't think she's ever heard me do it. But just like innately, she just starts. She's always just like started singing songs about what's going on around her, which is hilarious i'm, I'm kind of the same way except mine aren't always poo and pee it's always just something really perverted and dirty i mean i do that too i've just... considered myself like a uh a very raunchy weird al yankovic <laughs> how do you feel about uh, harry potter playing weird al yankovic in a movie coming up huh what daniel ratcliffe right he's doing the he's playing weird Al. he played harry potter yeah he's playing weird al in a movie does he look like weird al I'm sure they made him look like Weird more, Al. More importantly, why are we doing a Weird Al Yankovic biopic? I'm very surprised by I it, mean, too. I mean, just... <laughs> is, is, the, is the drama in, 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 in Act 2 is when him and Coolio can't get along over like, Gangster's Paradise and Amish Paradise, right? Like, I knew he was a known commodity when I was in grade school. Well, he was... I never thought of him as, like, you know, this larger-than-life figure that okay. was going to have to have a biopic made about him like, when I was an adult. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, listen, I, I love Weird Al Yankovic. I do. The, the The album, I don't even remember what it's called, but it had the one that looked like Nevermind on the cover. Yes. I mean, that was iconic. That was right there with, you know, Like a like Iconic a is strong. It, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there with Like a Surgeon and Fat and, you know, Eat That it was and, big. And, uh, and no pun intended. And it was just, <laughs> I mean, th- those were like the two. And then he had some singles after that, like, you know, uh, It's Gump and... In Amish Paradise and, and the Amish Paradise, I was big into. But uh, I mean, like when you look at like the biopics, okay, just and, and we can go farther back if you want with guys like Buddy Holly and stuff and and, and Richie Valens. But in the last like, because biopics has become like the trend of Hollywood now. Hey. Hollywood loves to get old trends and they don't let it go until we refuse to. Yeah. yeah. So here in this order, here's what we got so far. We've got like N.W.A., uh, Queen, Elton John. Um, what'd you say, Patrick? Motley Crue is a good one. Motley Crue, The Dirt, that's a really good one, okay. yeah. Uh, but that wasn't, that was only on Netflix, so I don't, yeah, I'm not counting Apparently, it. I, I just cut the conversation a little bit short, because Sean Moss texted in, we love Sean. I do. Just to, to let us know, the Weird Al movie is apparently a parody of biopics. It oh. looks hilarious, watch the trailer. Okay. So they're kind of, in true Weird Al sense, they're making fun of all these, these the biopic trend that you're just talking now, about. Right now, now, Sean, I gotta know, is it gonna be better than the Weird Al UHF movie? I don't know what that is. UHF? Oh, it's got, uh, it's got Kramer in it. Like, he's this guy that owns like a TV station. He does like the most like crazy off the wall shows to try to keep the show on the station. Okay, station on the air. Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, we've got about twenty minutes here before we get to our pick segment at five thirty, where we'll pick uh, the high school game of the week, which the poll just ended. Trinity Sinex did win. 
much to the chagrin of intern Patrick over here, Manuel's finest. Uh, Manuel Ballard got beat out. Wagner didn't get enough write-in votes. The write-in votes were, I think you and Levitch got them at two votes. They, they <laughs> fell a distant fifth behind the actual vote, the games on the ballot. I know Sean voted for it. I'm sure he did. He did um, he's, he's the man. So we'll pick that game. We'll pick uh, the, the other local games of note, the biggest games of college uh, coming up this weekend, and then we'll end with UofL USF. So we'll try to get to as many of these texts as we can before we get there. But uh, let's see here. Texter says 502 Is he on the phone in there? He is. Come, he can walk out here, he knows. He doesn't, he's just not leaving the room. He doesn't want to be around. I mean, he's just like me lazily rolling around the chair at my house. Somebody on the... on The uh, the greatest thing I ever did putting hardwood floors in my house is it was because I have wheels in my chair. So now I'm like, I'm like a dumb Stephen Hawkins rolling around my house. Like trying to just not even wanting to get up for anything. One of the Twitter questions <laughs> on the podcast today was asking if you were the Bring Bomb home guy. And I had to say, like, I love Trevor. He's one of the laziest person I've, people <laughs> yeah, I've ever known. He does not have the the, the stick to itiveness to tweet five thousand times. This guy does it twenty four seven. Unbelievable. Like, yeah, I don't. I doesn't stop. I can no I, plays off. I could no, no. I, he does it way too much. Unless and I and you could say, well, there's probably some kind of automation system you can work it. I'm not that smart when it comes to Twitter. I just learned how to post videos. You couldn't do it. Yeah, you, you've got no idea. Texter says, so you guys talking about the the losses in big-time games, the wins in games we should win. Basically, we're the Kirk Cousins of college football is what you're saying. <laughs> kind of. That'll get you traded. <laughs> or a gigantic contract. Yeah. <laughs> Texas, to your point about people forgetting that we were 1-2 and two going into the Florida State game, I feel like the end-of-season schedule actually sets up well for Satterfield with five ranked opponents. If he somehow gets two to three wins in that stretch, that could change perception amongst the fan base, especially if one of those wins is against Clemson or Kentucky. It's a fair point. I mean, I if you going to say it sets up well to get Satterfield going to South Carolina or something. Well, <laughs> Shane Beamer's not exactly covering himself in glory right no, now. No, he's not. If you do, I mean, I think it all starts with you've got to win these three games. If you win these three, get to four and two going into that second half of the season and you know, beat James Madison. And then you're playing, again, five teams that right now, they might not be when we actually play them, are ranked. You can beat Wake Forest. I feel, we've, I mean, hell, it's the only ranked game we've won in like 15 years. You can beat Wake Forest. We'll see what they do against Clemson this weekend, but they looked very average last week against Liberty. I think you can maybe have a shot against Pitt or NC State, and then you, you know, obviously take your best, best swing against Clemson or Kentucky. But if we don't show any improvement during this three-game stretch before then, then it's all moot. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're not going to win those games, and even if you do, it's going to be like one that gets you to four and eight or five and seven, and you're not going to a bowl game. It's not going to save you. But it's a fair point. Like if if we do get to that point where we can be six and six and seven and five, but we've beaten like Clemson and Pitt in the back end of the schedule, people will be, I think, more willing to accept that than they would be if it had been a season just like last year where you beat all the teams you were supposed to be on the schedule and you lost all the teams you were supposed to lose to on the schedule. People want some dose of excitement, and the second half of the season at least sets itself up to make that a possibility. Um, yeah, but it doesn't make up for also to the fact that just because you beat a team you weren't supposed to, it doesn't help the fact you lost the teams you were supposed to beat. I mean, I think it makes it better. Does uh, it even it out? I mean, does that make one better than the other? I mean, I think, like I said, I think if you had more of that in recent years, people would be more willing to accept that. It sucks for the weeks like when you lose a game to a, for example, Syracuse, mm-hmm. but I think. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe in hindsight we weren't supposed to win that game anyway. I mean, they, they, have, maybe. they look better than we have all year. But even if they were supposed to suck and we lost, I think people would take a bad loss in exchange for a very good win as opposed to, like, we won every game we were favored, we lost every game we were underdogs, ho-hum, 6-6, six and six, boring-ass season. People want something to be able to celebrate, and we haven't been able to celebrate a big-time win in five years at this point. Texas says, what I've learned from the Satterfield era, never trust a man who wears a sun visor during a night game. 
I'm not big on the visor anyway. Are you a visor? I mean, well, you won't want it. I mean, not a visor guy. I never really got into visors either. There's a brief period where I thought I could try to be a visor guy. I've got a weird shaped hat. It didn't work. I mean, I'm no, I went, I mean, you're still a hat guy. And I, I went through the, the very, I wore hats. Like, I mean, when I especially worked at Carboard Heroes and you were allowed to wear them. I, I mean, I still have hundreds of hats in my closet because when I was a hat guy, but I never got the visor thing. I just, I don't know. I just seem, I don't know, it just seemed a little pointless. I'm also very superstitious, and if I was sat, I probably would have changed up the headgear at some point between now. Like, when the seasons weren't going well, like, maybe, I don't know, just try a backwards hat. Be like a special teams guy. Maybe try a forwards hat. Maybe go no hat for a game. See what happens. Just wear, see how it feels. Wear a fedora. Just, <laughs> like, you know, if P.J. Fleck wasn't winning a whole bunch, maybe I'd ditch the, the full three-piece suit. Yeah he, was, yeah, he comes out old school. I mean, yeah. If I mean, maybe switch up the hat though. Like you said, just wear something different, like a sombrero or something. Why not? Well, maybe not that. Well, <laughs> yeah, not didn't that. play well the last time a big figure at UofL busted that out. But I mean, you have to throw the outfit on too. I mean, but <sighs> but come on, just wearing something like uh, like I said, a fedora, maybe a uh, uh, what, what's what's you know something from the what's the hats like only the, one fedora per group. The, the gangsters wore. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a little Dicky song, isn't it? I think it was a rule from uh, Workaholics. <laughs> oh, was it? One for door per group. That's that's the limit. Oh no, this is in the uh, pregame man man night thing song. He talks about only you can wear one man one one can wear plaid, and only one guy in the group can wear plaid. That's fair. There's like a fight to get to the plaid shirt. In the Works song. too. Yeah, there were a couple of times in college, like those years right after, where like we'd show up and like five of like seven guys were wearing plaid. <laughs> it's not it's not a good look. Never, I, well, I've never been able to pull off plaid. I like plaid. I mean, I used to. Now I obviously can't. Sucks too because I was you know stay out of grunge guy and I can't wear plaid. Texas, tomorrow is Bellarmine's first home football game at Stanex, 4 o'clock. It's a football school. They've never lost. Never lost. Never lost. Still undefeated. Texas, I'm going to wear USF Bulls clothing tomorrow, but it stands for <laughs> Upcoming Scott Firing, Brom Unseats Louisville Loser Satterfield. That spells out USF <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, come on, man. That's creative. It's creative, but I mean, just don't wear USF stuff for the game. Texas, we're going to win by 30 tomorrow, and it's not going to change uh, my mind about anything because we can't beat good teams. I think that's where most people are, is if we win big, like it's an unwinnable game. All you can do is lose more in the eyes of the fan base. That's it. You have a lot to lose and really very little to gain. I have zero faith for winning this game by 30. Texas, quit hating on my on the Wagner Wildcats. Great, yeah. Great school where I spent nine years of my career. Keep that Wildcat pride, Trevor. That's from Marty Polio, the JCPS superintendent. That's right. Damn. Yeah, Marty, you tell him. Marty. Tell Marty. Marty. Come on, come on, Patrick. Marty. 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 Yeah. This is the second time Marty's dropped in to, like, call me out. Because I used to always throw out, you know, when I would do, like, a random, like, they couldn't beat. Blah, blah, blah. I would always use DOS High School. It was always just the first thing that came to my mind. And Marty stopped in during one of our shows at the old station and was like, you got to stop hating on DOS. Yeah. He's like, I went there. You got to stop with this. So my apologies to Marty Polio. I've offended you again. But, but you know what? They didn't belong on the list. I'm sorry. They, they belong on they every list. They didn't belong on the list. I'm, I'm picking the game tonight and, and to pick them. Well, then you're going to lose. I mean, automatic loss. Well, I'm going to lose because I'm probably going to pick them to win, and they're going to lose. But I mean, I'm still picking it. Stop hating on Wagner, Trevor. Stop. <laughs> I'm, using, I'm doing your voice now. I'm doing your thing. Ooh, I'm, I'm Mike Rutherford. I don't want to put Wagner on the list because I'm afraid they'll get to pick. I put them on. They came in last. <laughs> it was facts are facts. Conspiracy. Texas Malik, <laughs> Malik is Shane Boyd. I hate saying that, but he is. That's, that's not. <laughs> That's how, see, that's Ooh. that's the comparison you think I would make because you think I hate Malik Cunningham. 
I thought I gave him credit by comparing him to Randall L. I don't like like that's insulting. That's that's yeah, I don't like that. That's that's something. I mean, <laughs> there's this Jeff Driscoll from Florida is the best career com- uh, comparison to Malik. Jeff Driscoll, <laughs> stop, guys. <laughs> this is bad. Uh, OU offensive coordinator Jeff Levy could he be considered? Sure, I'll take any all- Oklahoma offensive coordinator. Um, I guess yeah. I mean, their offense. I don't know. I mean, don't they, who's who's their offensive coordinator? What? Who is their OC? I don't even know. Jeff Levy. Where's he from? Couldn't tell you where he was. Because, I mean, they got a new coach there, so I'm assuming he was like a coordinator somewhere else, maybe. Sure he was. Yeah. Uh, Texas Buddy the Bat got Beamer Vault. <laughs> <laughs> and per message board genius, Lane Kiffin interviewed with Auburn today from sources. Ooh. Ooh. You know, you, you, and one point, That'd be hilarious. some people would like to think that's probably just Reddit, Reddit rumors, but it's Lane Kiffin. You really would put anything past him? Speaking of Lane Kiffin, uh, Jeff Levy was his OC at uh, Ole Miss. Oh, is that the last couple years. Okay, okay. So when we got railroaded by Ole Miss, Jeff Jeff Levy did that. Okay. So <laughs> can't beat him. Yes, take him. Bring, Bring him, him on. Um, <laughs> we got Beamer Bald. <laughs> Texas, I still think if we hire a new coach, we got to bring Brom home. Should have brought him home last year. Probably would have if our leadership wasn't in such a mess. I think there's some truth to that. Second I think part. there's, yeah, I agree. Thanks, Vince. Texas, did you know that KP and Jeff Brom played at UofL at almost the exact same time from 1989 to 1992? It's destiny. It'd be cool to have them both here coaching. That is weirdly insane. That is, yeah, I think KP's one year older. I think you're right. Yeah, because he was, no, KP's older than Melvin, because KP was on the 86 team. Oh, that's right. So he, yeah, so he, he graduated. And that was his last year. He graduated when Brom was coming in, yeah. So, yeah, so they're like. Brom was the freshman in Louisville in 90, I think, Braum wasn't Okay, yeah. so his so his first year would have been that fall of '89, but I think he redshirted. By the way, um, <laughs> Texas says biopic. But did I say something wrong? No, he well, you, called it a biopic. It's biopic. Yeah. It's biopic. You can call it whatever you want, but no, you're calling it biopic. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> biopic. <laughs> Anytime, like w- something you get on like on a mole. It's <laughs> <laughs> a biopsy. <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> Texas, anytime the word girl is in a song, I replace it with squirrel. Family hates it. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Texas, right. the TLC biopic on VH1 is amazing. <laughs> I'd say it's underrated. It. You have to DVR it because the commercial breaks are way too long and it is too long. But the made-for-TV new edition movie on BET is really good. Really? But but it's in like it's like five hours long. And BET, their commercial breaks are like eight minutes long. And so what they'll do is you'll get like 10 minutes of the movie and then eight minutes of commercials. So you've got to DVR it to watch it. You can't just okay. watch it. I mean, it'd be driving insane. But it's actually, I enjoyed it. That's what I did. I DVR'd it, watched it that way, and fast forward into the commercials. It's pretty, it was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, excuse me, but Weird Al Yankovic's opus is Riding Nerdy. That was a good one, too. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was again, after the um, Smells Like Teen Spirit CD like he had individual songs but no album that was as good right. as that one like he had Amish Paradise and Gump and you just mentioned right White Nerdy and he had some songs here and there but no album were like those two albums I mentioned. There's this who is Stephen Hawkins? It's <laughs> a, a constant one. It's the computer speaking guy. The one that uses the speaking spell. But that's not his name. Yeah, you know, the one, you know, I, I, I know I'm brain and math. You're, you're talking about Stephen Hawking. We, That's we, what I was Hawking. We go over this every time. No, it's not Stephen Hawking. Are you sure? It's Stephen Hawking, yes. Also has a good biopic. I don't know what he says. He, he also has a good biopic. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Hawkins. 
Texas says, as a season ticket holder, can you please point me in the direction of this Kool-Aid these people drink when they talk about winning against ranked teams? Uh, yes, yeah, right there in the uh, call. Just as soon as you see, welcome to Jamestown. <laughs> just gonna go on we talked about how we haven't had a good cult in a while. Yeah, no. Was it you that retweeted the thing about the uh, with the A&M? About something about weird religion? We, which is the weirdest religion? Yeah. It was the, the A&M milkman doing the thumbs up together. That, that gif. I was like, yeah. That made me laugh. And then a guy immediately, I LOL'd. A guy immediately after that responded with, "It's liberals." I was like, "Come on, man! Can we just have? Can we just make Not, jokes? Come can on, we just make really, jokes? Yeah, can we make jokes about Texas A and M without this. Come I mean, on. why can't we? We'll leave me all get along as they're they're goobers. We can make fun of. Yeah. Uh, Texas LOL. What if Scott came out tomorrow in a cowboy hat? <laughs> that would be great. Give me a full like John L. Like the I want a different. Boots. I want a different hat every week. Like, that should be the thing. Scott Hat of the Week. <laughs> Give me some character, Scott. Give us something to, to attach ourselves to, to and, latch on to. And don't even tell us until you come out the tunnel. Like, I want to see that hat coming out the tunnel. That, I mean, tell me that wouldn't be cool. <laughs> that would give us... <laughs> Old Cowboy Scott. <laughs> oh, he got this week. Comes out like a Kangol hat next week. Like, oh! <laughs> yes. Top hat. Uh-oh, it's Mr. Peanut Satterfield. Balloon animal hat. <laughs> we get to like, the, we, we win out. We're like 10-2. and two. We're play, playing the ACC title game. They're like, we've run out of hat ideas. No. We don't know what we're going to do here. ACC title game, he comes out in the hat that George got from Elaine. <laughs> a big like Russian furry hat that like ace down. Bowl game, he's like in a Pope hat. They're like, ooh, yes. is this okay? Is this is it poor taste? Then it gets canceled and fired anyway. That's when we played Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Scott gets fired for off the field stuff. And stuff. He fired. finally started winning. We had to fire him because he wore a Pope, Pope hat for a game against Notre Dame. For a game against Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would I would be more support for you. I'd be willing to keep you around at six and six if you changed your hat every game. Texas says do rag Scott. Do rag Scott comes out like looking like prison Mike. <laughs> the shirt tied around said like Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> But to tie up in the front, I can poetic justice. Exactly. <laughs> yes. One earring, <laughs> one nose piercing. Texas says, Trevor says it right. It's biopic. I guess I've been wrong. Thank you. you yeah, you're usually wrong. But that's okay. We just don't like to point it out to you like you do to me. <laughs> Thank you. We try to save your feelings. <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, it's long COVID, but you have enough on your plate. Ah, exactly. We don't need to blame the you. long. Blame the long COVID. We don't need to point out your ignorance in, in, in vocabulary as well. Thank you. <laughs> Take us top three candidates for coach are uh, Chris Redman, Stefan Lafleur's, and Dave Rogaine. <laughs> what? what See, we I? caught up with the misspelling. This I, I caught this one today. What is what is Redman up to? He's assistant at Christian Academy. Of course. Like every other U of L player. Yeah. Why no. don't we just hire that whole staff? I think he's technically on staff. Why don't we just bring staff. Christian Academy up? I'm not sure. He's on this. He was, they announced him as a staff member before the season, so I'm not sure. I don't know if Chris is showing up to practice every day. I know he's got a lot on his plate, but I think he is technically on their he staff. plate? What is he? He's retired. He, he runs like five different businesses. I mean, thanks to— He's got some sort of trash compactor business. I know that. He's, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's, he's got to be the one, and I don't mean this like, like figuratively. I mean literally the single person who is thankful for Trino's Atlanta era. Oh yeah, he brought. I mean, saved his career. I mean, he's, he not only saved a career, added four, like three or four years to it. Money. We saw him at the Orange Bowl, just like walking around. He was Wait, like retired at that point, and then like the next yeah, year, he's he's playing, with, he's playing with the Ravens, playing with the uh, yeah, the, the Falcons. Yeah, he, him getting called up for that gig, and of course, he got to start on Monday Night Football, and, and won that game by the way against the Saints. I remember because I started him in fantasy football that week as a waiver wire pickup, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he stayed on his Ryan's backup for like at least three years. I mean, he made yeah. Texas says top Hatterfield. <laughs> Texas says Compton Cali sat with the do rag. <laughs> I mean, just the combinations would be great. Texas says I love the show. <laughs> Texas says bull bleep. Trevor's always wrong. It's biopic. It's not biopic. That just sounds dirty. Texas says, since tomorrow's game is a matchup of Charlie Strong's former employers, who do you think he wants to win more? The bigger question is, Charlie, does Charlie even know that we're playing? Probably not. We're, Charlie's he's an assistant somewhere. Now. Miami now. Is that what he's doing? He's, like, he's not even an assistant. He's like a consultant. He's right? like quality control. Yeah, or something well, he's like not that. even. A, he's got some kind of yeah, some kind of gig. What is the title? Because he's doing something with the defense. It's a it's a weird. It's a it's an unusual gig name. Because we like, thought because he was coaching the linebackers somewhere before. Well, this. he was at Jacksonville last year. That's what it was. Yeah, he was with Jaguars. Because we thought for briefly he might be the head coach. Because he was on AEW when he they is, did when they did the, the the skit where they went to the office and he. Uh, Charlie Strong picks up a football and pegs Chris Jericho with it in the middle of a pay-per-view. Okay, I take it back. We're both wrong. He is actually the co-defensive coordinator and the linebackers coach in Miami right now. We were right about Miami. Yeah, but we thought he was. I thought he had, thought a, like I thought he had like a made-up title type thing, yeah. So he's, uh, he's... Well, good. The defense has been good for Miami. They good. held him held to 17 points last week. I'm it's always going to Charlie Strong I everywhere he goes. I will too. I still have his, uh, his, his uh, bourbon bottle. I'm not sad that he flopped to Texas, but I'm... I'll root for him every place since then. I mean, I would have. I wanted him to win at Texas just because I want him to win. But it's like, and I'm going to do the sports radio thing where like every comparison you make has to be to a relationship because we're not smart enough to make comparisons to any other like facet of life. But it's when he went to Texas, it was like breaking up with a girlfriend on amicable terms. You want her to be happy. You just don't want her to be more happy than you. Are. Oh well, yeah, that's a given. Like, I wanted him. That's any relationship. I wanted yeah. him to do well, but I didn't want him to kill it. I, yeah. I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't like the way that he left. I didn't like the the fact that he kept it secret and kind of did a sturdy behind our backs. So while I still like him and appreciate what he did for the program, I wanted him to be successful at Texas, just not more successful than we were. Well, you got to win the breakup. Exactly. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I hope he's I hope she's happy. I just hope she's slightly less happy than I am. I mean, if she wins a national title, well, I want to win too. Exactly. Yeah. She marries a millionaire. I want to marry a billionaire. Yeah, exactly. A two millionaire. Two millionaire. <laughs> a two millionaire. <laughs> at least Charlie wore turtlenecks and buttoned all the way up polos. He did have a signature look. Plus, I mean, Charlie Strong did third person the first interview he ever did, and I, I'm impressed. Com- the opening press conference unintentionally too. I, I, unintentional or not? not it was great. I don't care. It made me love you right away. Like I'm, you know, you know, I have a th- I have a fetish for third person talk. You gotta use fetish the right way. So <laughs> every time you every time you say that, it just it makes me very uncomfortable. Every time. Texas, what if Scott came out with a 502 tattoo on his neck? <laughs> and I, I mean, I hope wherever he ends up next year, it's somewhere near that area code. <laughs> now I'm just imagining it. It's like he comes out against South Florida in front of, you know, screaming 16,000 fans. And people are like watching on TV. I'm like, is that, is there something on his neck? You got a face tattoo. That 502 on his neck. He's got the Florida Lee on the other side. He's got, he's got the Florida Lee like on around his side of his face, like Mike Tyson style. Like we wanted, the, we wanted this commitment three years ago from you. Right now, we don't. We can take it or leave it. On the back, on, on the back, on the others, on like the back of his neck, he's got it says Deville. <laughs> Since 1862. <laughs> oh God, uh, Texas Charlie doing a third person is why he left for. Oh my God, I walked right into that one. That's a, that's a great. Name. That's why he went in. What'd he say? <laughs> oh, oh, I get it now. <laughs> that is good. That's clever. Oh, God. The text of the day? No, I can't. I, I can't. That I can't. was pretty clever, man. I can't give it text of the day. Um, <laughs> Can you not figure it out, Patrick? 
<laughs> it took uh, me a minute second to get what he was saying, and I got it now. Oh my that's god, funny. that that's was hilarious. That was a good one. We have to, we do have to give out text of the week. We'll do that coming up after the break. I don't. It's between that and who gets who gets more booty, me or my mom at home. <laughs> I think that person went. That that one was very good. Because I, I walked, I didn't understand. I read it. I walked right into it. Oh, I would have read it without thinking about it too. Until uh, I, he said it, I had to think for a second. That was very good. Was Let's take good. a break. When we come back, we'll do our pick segment. We'll pick the high school game of the week, and then we will. Uh, <laughs> you that got you, man. You're like your note. Your eyes are watering a little it bit. It was very good. It was yeah. just it was a very very good text. Uh, we'll, we'll do our pick segment. We'll end with the the picking the U of L USF game. You know what we're doing. Uh, it's coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford show. It rolls on next here on 1450 The Big X. Should have been somebody else. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. Flying away on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. <laughs> Is there anything more funnier than that? It's like, I can't hear that song and not do the George Louis does the look around. Yeah, thing. with popcorn. <laughs> it's the best. Where could he be? <laughs> All right, I'm calling it. I'm giving the... What uh, movies this make you think of outside of Seinfeld, though? I remember it was... Isn't that... Uh, and I do not like this person that much, uh, but Michael Moore made that Fahrenheit 9-11 documentary. I remember it from that. I don't think it's... That's what wow. I think of. Well, that took a turn I wasn't expecting. That's what I think of because they, they do the when George Bush, George W. Bush lands on the <laughs> the hanger for the mission accomplished thing. They play that song the whole time. Okay, hey, war's hey, over. Hey, say what you want, Mike Moore. That's somewhat brilliant. It was funny, That's very funny. funny yeah, uh, I associate it with America, Forty Year Old Virgin. It's during the montage of them falling in love. I don't remember that being in Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, uh, when he when they're doing the uh, the montage of him, you know, selling his toys and. Them going through their dates and, you know, having their, you know, falling for each other. This is what plays. For some reason, I don't remember that at all. Uh, But I love that movie. But it's, but that's the movie. But more importantly, it's, it's, you would think when you say what TV show you think of, you would think the show it was made for maybe. Right. But no. And then, which was Greatest American Hero. It's Seinfeld. You think Seinfeld? Obviously. I had multiple friends who had that as their answer machine in college. Well, so I remember some buddies of mine had it on their cell phone too. Not the best sounding quality either, but still funny. All right, I, I'm I'm calling it now. Text of the week is the Charlie Strong text that we just got because yeah, if you made me laugh that hard, then you win text of the week. That's the way it works. Both of those, the two that were up there, that and the the, the question about me, and my mom, th- those are the two that made you laugh the hardest this week. Yeah, those were good. Well, the, the first one I also didn't know if I should even say it, but you, you but you know I don't care. You don't care, and you, yeah. you handled it well. You actually made that the text of the day. <laughs> that was you. yours, uh, and also now I'm just realizing this. So last year, last week's winner of Text of the Week, I just realized I did not give your address to Debbie, so we will have to put both uh, addresses in the mail on Monday. So $20 to Ville Chicken and Seafood coming your way, both of you, at some point next week. You'll get it. Get that from Debbie. Come on, man. That's my fault. I didn't take down the address. Uh, damn right it's your fault. I know. I, I, I'm doing everything around here. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> <laughs> All 
you didn't give this man a harump. Harump, harump, harump. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy won also said, uh, also, thank you guys. You all are my favorite part of the week. Well, thank, thank you. you. You're our favorite sweet. part of the week. Is that the guy who won today? The guy who won today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Texas, please tell me that Scoots, uh, that Scott listens to the show. <laughs> Scoots, or, Scoots, yes. Scoots actually does listen sometimes. Scott, too. not so much. Yeah. You, you don't think Scott listens? Do you think he has anybody? Does do we have does a little bit of people listen to us that, that relays it to Scott? I think we. I think they have people that listen to us. I don't think they relate to Scott. No. Well, I don't think they'd want to. Did I get mentioned on any of the Rutherford show today? No, sir. Not a one mention. Didn't talk about me once on the show. Nope. 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 Nothing. Just uh, uh, food, biopic, Stephen Hawking, stuff like that. That's it. All good things. Hats. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Coach Brown, you never came up. All good things. It's all good. <laughs> all positives. They love you, Coach. They say keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Sean Moth also says, you and TK have a great weekend. Thank you. Well, thank you. You have a good one, too. What, yeah. what's, what, what, are you, what are you up to this weekend? What's your um, weekend plans? <laughs> little pumpkin patch action. Little pumpkin, <laughs> little pumpkin patch action. Taking the kids on Sunday. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about that, that typical Saturday. <laughs> I've got to I've got to work tonight on, on some stuff. Okay. Um, and then tomorrow. Little website stuff? Little website stuff. Little. I, I told you I'm doing this. Uh, I'm running the script for a video on, um, uh, I should probably know his name, Derek Gordon, <laughs> who was the, the first openly gay college basketball player also the first college basketball player to go to the ncaa tournament with three different teams so i got to do a little bit more on that uh and when then, did he play he played it we played at west kentucky for a year he was uh teammates with michael kid gilchrist oh gordon i remember the yeah. guard yeah UMass, he played at umass um played yes. at Seton hall and he played at western went to the tournament with all three of those i teams. forgot he came out like that's I yeah do. i remember that now and i do yeah he so was I'm, a decent ball player yeah he was, he was pretty good yeah uh, he was a good role player working yeah. on a script for him uh for that video and then uh tomorrow L game. I think for the rest of the day, we'll just you know, probably do something with the kids during the afternoon, but mostly football stuff, which would be nice. And then Pumpkin Patch Sunday, baby. It's that time. <laughs> it's time, baby. Pumpkin Patch Sunday. So you're just going out, you're going out to Huber's and picking out a pumpkin? No, we're not going to Huber's. There's a Pumpkin Patch in uh going to Huber's? I don't know. We, haven't, we used to always go to Huber's the first sun, uh, Sunday of October when I was growing up, but I haven't been like during like the peak Huber season in a long time. I have never. I know this. You can add this to like you know. Never Trevor's. My never Trevor's. Um, I've never gone and picked out a pumpkin and carved one out. Really? We didn't do it in my house. No. I mean, keep my. Hey, you got to remember. I grew up with grandparents. I haven't like, done it in like ten years. Like my, I always liked doing. Like it. my mom was around. Like when she went around, but my mom was young when she had me, so she was still through you know my early till ten or eleven. You know, she was still kind of enjoying her life, and mm. that, so the grandparents was the mostly raising. And, uh, I, yeah, I just never, yeah, they never took me out there to do that. I never, I don't know, maybe they weren't in the, we, Halloween was never really big in my house. I mean, we, we had tons of people that came to it because of the neighborhood, less now, much less now than back when I, I was growing up. But now, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's never, and I never really got in Halloween either. I think I've told you I did like one year. I just up maybe. And that was when I went to the, is the great Muda. Nice. It was like the only year, that's the only time I've ever. Like even tried to dress up I've, most of the time. I think for three years in a row I wore the shirt that said this is my costume. Deal with it. That's fine. You know, I mean I never carved pumpkins as a kid, but my dad, he would always do this thing where he would take he'd like take off work the day before Halloween and he'd carve like 40, 50 pumpkins. And we had two we used to have two big trees in my the the, the yard the front yard of my parents' house. They've since both been they, they had to be chopped down. No, but he would like hang them because he loved this book by Ray Bradbury growing up called The Halloween Tree. Okay. And um I know Ray Bradbury is. He'd hang these pumpkins in the tree every year. Like sometimes like the newspaper would come out and take pictures. It was like a really cool thing, but I never carved until I got older and I, I probably haven't done it. Mary always says she wants to carve pumpkins and then she, we never end up having time, but I probably haven't done it in 10 years. It's been a long time. But. I wonder if that's why I just never got into the, the, the 
the fascinating because I never did it as a kid. Maybe that's why as an adult I've never understood the. Could be. Like we never did. I think only once or twice we even did like the Easter egg coloring thing. Like I guess I did that as a kid. Yeah, growing up. I mean, my grandparents were really active. I just didn't. I guess we just didn't do a lot of the, the some stuff that people consider like traditional. I mean, we did it probably like two or three years growing up. The Easter egg stuff. We yeah. didn't do it like every year. I don't remember, remember doing it every year. There's maybe like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just don't remember doing it because I was too young. Possibly. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Texas will definitely know if Scott listens to the show if he comes out in a cowboy hat and neck tat tomorrow. <laughs> he comes out with a cowboy hat. Just give us a little tip, I mean, you know. Just please, just please come out with a big, big cowboy hat. Looks like the Arby's logo. I mean, that's just all I'm asking. I don't even care if you win the freaking game at this point. I just want to see you in a cowboy hat. <laughs> it needs to happen. All right, pick segment. All right, pick. I'm How dr- bad can I'm, we go? I'm dreading doing this because now we have to. First recap what we did last week. Which, oh, good lord! Like last year, our numbers and you at one point like you were like we're doing pretty well here. Like if we were betting these games, like I finished I think like thirty games above five hundred. Well, Chris, we don't use the spread. We don't. We were picking straight up, but like still, like I finished my record was like it was very good. You were were, were good as well. I was well over five hundred. Well over five hundred. We both yeah. were well over five hundred. I think I won by like because you got desperate at the end. You would start just picking random games to try yeah. and catch up or go opposite of you regardless right. whether I believed it or not. Yeah. So I think I, I still won by like eight or nine. You probably did, but we both did well this year. I mean, we're this is awful. Again, we're not picking against the spread. We're picking straight up. I mean, you heard my best record earlier. I mean, last week I went three and seven. Ooh, you went four and six. Hey, we are currently tied after three weeks at sixteen and fourteen, <laughs> barely above five hundred. Picking games straight up. <laughs> this is a sad season. This is bad. This is we a- need to turn it around. Who were your three you got right last week? Do you remember? Uh, Did you not write that down? I think the no. I, I got. Let's see. Oklahoma over Nebraska. We, got, we should have gotten that one. I mean, yeah, good, good call on that one. The only one that I got right that you didn't was I, NC State over Texas Tech. Yeah, I picked, yeah, I didn't know I picked Texas Tech. And yeah. then I got Florida State over Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> I took Western over Indiana, which they should have won that game. Uh, we both took Purdue, which lost that. Uh, and but well, they should have won that game. The other game that we split, you took Mail and I took Trinity. Oh, okay. So there you go. All right, this All right week, Mail saved me. They did. They saved you. Do you want to get the, the your Wagner pick out of the way? Wagner North Oldham. Oh, I'm going. I mean, da- David. I know we're on the same. We're on agreement on, on getting respect, but we're disagreeing on the result. Wagner gets the win, baby. He's not listening, and we're not winning either. It's fine. We're gonna get our butts kicked. Our high school game of the week. I put it. Out there, I thought this might actually be closer than it wound up being. I know Trinity Snacks moves the needle here locally, but Ballard Manual is an undefeated five and zero versus five and zero. The two top rated teams in six A according to the the RPI system, uh, but it only got twenty three point three percent of the vote. Trinity Sanders got 61.4% of the votes. Crazy. Uh, Seneca Atherton got 8.6%, and then Mail Butler got 6.8%. Atherton got on the list, and we didn't. Atherton's better than Wagner. And Seneca's Atherton's under- never Seneca- better. I will never accept. Seneca that. beat Wagner by 50 the other week. Atherton will never be better than Wagner. Never. They're better right now. That When I was in high school, Atherton was the one team we played. I thought, I have a chance to get in. They've gotten better. They won, the, <laughs> they won a playoff game for the first time ever last year. They, they've improved in recent years. Uh, but they, they did not win this vote, but they got 8.6% of the vote. But Trinity Sinex, the big game, is our high school game of the week, so we'll pick it now. Uh, first time, as I think T.J. Walker was the first one to point out, the first time in the history of this rivalry. It's usually played early in the season, granted, but first time that neither one of these teams is undefeated going into it. Awesome. Trinity has been beaten twice. Uh, they lost uh, in the second week of the season to team Moeller, I think, from Cincinnati, and then got beat by mail last week. Mm-hmm. Sinex was defeated by Elder last week from Cincinnati. So both teams not exactly licking their wounds, but but not riding quite as high as they're 
used to. Trinity, I know their quarterback is hurt. They started a sophomore last week for the first time who got better as that game went along. I think he's back starting again this week. Uh, X has struggled a little bit with the run game, but they're still very, very strong defensively. This is going to be like an old-school Trinity Saints game. It's not going to be the run-out, shoot-out games that we've seen in recent years. I, I think it's going to be who makes the fewest mistakes. Classic like Louisville game. No self-inflicted wounds is going to win it. I'm an alum, but I got to say it. I think Sanex wins tonight. Uh, and you went through that whole spill, and you should be ashamed that not once did you mention that the pregame of this battle will start at 745 on these airwaves. Okay. On the big X. Uh, with post The, the home of X. The home of the X. Kickoff at 8 o'clock with my man John Spears and Tony Birch bringing you all the great play-by-play action in a way that they can describe it, only that I, I can't describe how great they can describe it because you'd have to just, just listen to it yourself. That's how they are. And his name's John, by the way, not James. Love John. <laughs> Even though James is cooler. Uh, but I'm we're not gonna differ on this one. I'm going to say next. I also like I heard, mainly because I just don't like Trinity. That's fine. I heard the comments like Jacob, the new coach, was like they asked, you know, the rivalries that swinging back and forth. Trinity's dominated for so many years and all this stuff. And he's like, you know, it's always gonna swing back and forth. We just hope it doesn't swing too far their way. I was like, that's not exactly the confidence that I want here going into this game, Jay. Come on. I know they won I know they won state <laughs> last Jay. year. But my God, like we've owned these guys for the better part of the last two like two and a half decades. Uh maybe just don't give in to your rival right now. What are you yeah, doing? Jay. Come on, Jay. Come on, Jay. Show me something, Jay. Come on, Jay. Give me <laughs> What if Jay comes down to Cowboy? Where hat? did Jay come from? Jay Cobb. He was the defensive coordinator under Beatty. Was he? Yeah. And he just took over. Um, I forgot. I, yeah, I could, I'd be honest with you. I didn't even remember who Trinity's coach was since, since Betty left. TJ clarifies, by the way. It's the first time that both teams have come into this game coming off of a loss ever. It's the first time these two teams have ever played on the Big X. On the Big X, too. The home of X. I guess we'll have it on another channel, too, because Trinity's broad version will be on. Because Trinity, we used to have 970. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll be, but the X version will be on 1450. What else do we have going on tonight? 961. Uh, Bats will be over on 900. And I believe Southern Indiana with Scoots is at on ninety four seven. Okay, bonus. I don't pick, know who they're playing. No, I forget. Bonus pick. This actually is not part of our games, but it's on tonight. Virginia at Syracuse is the ACC Friday night game of the week on ESPN. Seven o'clock kickoff. Uh, Q's nine and a half point favorites. Trevor, who you got? I almost want to take Virginia, but I'm taking Syracuse. Syracuse. I mean, if Virginia beats Syracuse, then all of a sudden this whole we need to win the next three games gets a little bit tougher. I feel a little bit less confident about us playing on the road. All right, tomorrow Saturday noon. ABC, number five Clemson on the road, taking on number 21 Wake Forest. Any hope of a uh, Wake claw fence upset here in Winston-Salem? Clemson's a seven-point favorite. Who you got? Clemson in the cover. Clemson in the cover as well. Yeah, win and cover. I like their covering that seven and a half. I'm with you. Uh, Noon, ESPN2. It's a nooner. It's a nooner. Number 17, Baylor on the road, taking on Matt Campbell and Iowa State at Jack Trice Stadium. The Cyclones unranked, but two-and-a-half-point favorites here. Trevor, who you got? Iowa State's underrated. Unranked, yeah. I, I thought they would have snuck in at this point. You think they beat Iowa, you know? Yeah, I think they, they're undefeated, right? I think they're 3-0. 3-0. Um, and that's it at Iowa State. At Iowa State. I'm going to go Baylor. Okay. I think Baylor gets the win. I don't know why. I'm all in on future Nebraska coach Matt Campbell. Iowa State wins. I kind of want to agree with you, but I'm, I'm going to go opposite with you just for the for bleeps and giggles. I'm going to go Baylor. What was the line on the game? Uh, Iowa State minus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It sounds like a, yeah, that's, that's a tough them. one. Toss them. Yeah. Uh, toss Not them. betting that game. I'm going to stay away from it. 3.30. 3.30. CBS. Just when I wake up. The Peyton Manning Invitational. 
the Vols of, of Tennessee hosting Florida. It's number 20 versus number 11. Wouldn't the Manning game be Ole Miss versus Tennessee? Well, I just always remember this as like the game that Peyton Manning could never win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was a, Florida, Tennessee was like a huge deal. Week three every year, yeah. Week three every year, like when I was growing up. And Even now. No, we're in week four, I think. Right? I know, it's, it's changed. I, like, realized, I just said that. I'm like, wait, we're not week three, though. It used to always be week yeah, three. Yeah, it used to be always week three. Uh, Tennessee is a 10.5 point favorite over the Gators at Nayland Stadium. Uh, I'll go first. I. As much as I like, this is not crapping on Kentucky. I just don't think Florida's that good. I agree. I watched a little bit of the USF game. I think that's, I mean, God, I hope it's more about Florida than it was about USF, or else we may be in for a rude awakening tomorrow afternoon. But I think Tennessee is is kind of legit. I know that those are dangerous words to speak. Every time you start to believe that, Tennessee seems to lay an egg. It could absolutely happen tomorrow. I don't think they do. I'm going to say Florida covers, but Tennessee wins kind of an ugly game. I, I'm torn on the cover, too. That's a lot of points, but I do think Tennessee, straight up Tennessee, I think Tennessee wins. I lean towards them more covering, but I could see I could see Florida backdoor in the cover. Also, three thirty on ESPN. I feel like we pick a Texas Tech game every week. We're going to do it again. <laughs> the Longhorns of Texas on the road in Lubbock, taking on Texas Tech. Both teams two and one. Uh, again, Texas is number twenty-two in the country. Texas Tech is not ranked. Texas is a seven-point road favorite over a Red Raiders team coming off of a disappointing loss last week in Raleigh. Uh, TK, you go first. Who you got? Uh, well, our boy who sends a gambling parlay question had Texas at 6.5, by the way. Well, now it is 7. It moved up to 7. Uh, good thing you got that parlay when you did there, buddy. Um, is the Ewers kids playing, right? I don't know. I thought he was cleared to play. I think you're right, but I'm not sure. If he's cleared to play, I'm well, either you know, honestly, either way, I'm going to take Texas. I'm on Texas too. Yeah, I just don't know about the covering part worries me about him playing. We're picking straight up, so we're good. I know, but I, I like to give the advice out there just in case, so we can go opposite and make money. My <laughs> <laughs> um, man of the people, let them eat cake. Seven o'clock, ESPN, number ten, Arkansas. We'll keep it in the SEC or move to the SEC now. Arkansas on the road, taking on Texas A&M, second straight night game at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. A&M is a two-point favorite despite being uh, lower-ranked and also not undefeated like Arkansas. 3-0 and uh, in top 10 Razorbacks. I picked against A&M at home last week in a primetime game. I'm doing it again, though. Arkansas gets the win straight up, taking down the Aggies, knocking those weirdos out of the top 25. Give me the Hogs. I am weirdly excited to see what the speech at the Yale rally looks like for Arkansas. Like, if they make those bad jokes for Appalachian State, I can't imagine. No good. Pig, pig loving suey. That's a little too feisty for AM. <laughs> yeah, That's too much. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, I, I'm slightly. God help me. I'm intrigued to see what it looks like. Uh, that said, and I hate Jimbo Fisher. I, I don't have any belief in Arkansas. I'm taking AM to win this game. I don't. Yeah, you might be right. It's okay. I don't, I don't feel strong about that pick. Let's see if Max Johnson is what he is. I, I can't believe that's the son of Brad Johnson, too, by the way. It's insane. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's his, that's his kid. Let's pad our win total here. Uh, UK at 7 o'clock, hosting Northern Illinois. It's on ESPN2. The Cats are a 27 point favorite, uh, despite missing some, some guys that are still out of action. Any chance that we get a Husky upset here in Lexington, Trevor? Uh, sorry, Michael the Burner Turner. I am going against Northern Illinois, and I know it's late in the show, but did I see a headline right that UK players are suing cops now in Lexington? They're suing the cops for like the cop like made up that story about you know the fight at the frat house. Anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? To say that? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say they're full of milk. People get over just because you got caught making in a fight. Don't try to blame someone else. Well, it doesn't sound like that's what happened. <laughs> I haven't read the details, yeah, so I don't know. It sounds like they've got maybe a legit case here. Do they? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently they fabricated like all these statements. Like they made up the fact that what's his name, Vito Tisdale, had a gun, never had a gun, uh, and like they found out that like these. Dudes I mean, were just yeah, it's, hard, it's hard to prove either way. I guess. I, I mean, mean, if they are, yeah, if they are, they should win the case. They yeah. they're owed an apology. But if they're not, like if this is just them, just for an apology. Well, yeah, they, they never, get more than an apology. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if, if they uh, if if they're not, then I mean, this is going to go to court. All these guys are going to get deposed. If there's something they don't want to come out, <laughs> they should probably try to make this case go away. But they clearly are very confident. So we'll see what happens. All that said, I'm taking Kentucky. Yeah, they win. Uh, Cats win. Do we have the Western game on tomorrow? What, what we will that? not because okay. we will have IU because IU at two thirty starting two thirty pregame three thirty kickoff. Therefore, the bats tomorrow, which is a day game as well, will be on 900. Okay. And Western will be on your dial. Okay. Also at 3.30, Western Kentucky is hosting Florida International. If you can't hear it on the radio, you can find it on CBS Sports Network. Uh, TK, who you got? Tops are 2-1, and one, FIU 1-1. One and one. Who is FIU's coach now? No idea. You know it either? I don't can remember. Because it was somebody. It wasn't, it, they, had, they had a decent coach. Uh, Crystal Ball was there not too long ago. That's probably been long. Uh, yeah, I don't care. I'm going Western. Who cares? Yeah, Western wins big. Yeah. Uh, the other game that you just mentioned, you hear it right here on our our airwaves. Big X, 1450, 96-1. It's the Indiana Hoosiers. They are on the road taking on a, you know, not depleted, but still good Cincinnati team. 330 kickoff on ESPN2. Bearcats are 16.5-point favorites. Hoosiers, 3-0. Not getting a lot of love, though. They could definitely get some love. 16.5 points is a lot of points. Indiana wins this game. Probably sneaking in the top 25 next week. Yeah. But ain't happening. Bearcats, big, covering the spread. They win by 17. I say Cincinnati win, Indiana covers. Okay. Uh, the other game uh, of note here before we get to Louisville, in the ACC, well, there's, half in the ACC. Another game of note. Another game of note. 330, ABC, Notre Dame, fresh off a super impressive seven-point win over Cal. Uh, <laughs> one and two now. On the road, taking on North Carolina. And the nation's leading passer, Drake May, the younger brother of Luke May. Who has pointed out, if you if you can't get into Carolina, you go to State. You go to NC State. I'm going to State. I can't believe he had to apologize for that. Did he really? It's classic rivalry stuff. Like That's just... And basic like, line. Even like two dudes on NC State were like, "Yeah, you shouldn't have had to apologize." Like this is what this is how you talk. It's rivalry. Yeah. But uh, North Carolina is a one and a half point home favorite at Keenan Stadium. Trevor, who you got? I already forgot you said North Carolina playing Notre Dame. Okay, <laughs> we start talking about that. I completely forgot who they were playing. Uh, I'm taking North Carolina. I'm going with the Irish. Oh, look at you, Mr. Pope hat. I think Notre Dame's kind of fraud. I think North Carolina's kind of frauds. I think uh, Notre Dame's. I think they're both frauds, but I'm taking they Mac. They both suck. But if it, but it comes down to it, I'll just pick Mac Brown over uh, Notre Dame's coach, who I can't remember, Freeman. Marcus Freeman. Yeah. Notre Dame also just, they have no offense, and Carolina does. I'm kind of regretting that pick. Uh, Don't worry, I'm kind of regretting the Baylor ones too already. I'm sticking with Notre Dame. I'm sticking with it. All right, tomorrow, noon, uh, Regional Sports Networks. Bally Sports DVR, South. because I wake up at 2. Bally Sports <laughs> South here in Louisville, Kentucky. It's a noon kick. 28,000 strong at Cardinal Stadium. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Cards are a 14.5-point favorite over South Florida. I'll let you go first this week, Trevor. What's your official prediction for tomorrow? Pain. <laughs> um, a little clever lang for you. Uh, I'm going Louisville... 34, South Florida, 24. I I kind of alluded to this earlier in the show. I think this Louisville team, the Satterfield era, they just, the last three years, they go for maximum pain when it comes to the fan base. Like, they just, they, we, they want to, like, it's, it's agony. 
And you may say, well, agony is us losing this game. No, 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 no. Agony is trying to bring us back with hope and giving us some like little seed of like, no, 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 you can't, you can't jump off the ship yet. We're going to te- we're going to bring you along as far as we can before we cut you loose for good. And that means to me, they're going to look good tomorrow. Like Malik's going to light these dudes up. They're going to win easily. They're going to be up big at halftime. Ooh, they're going to coast to a victory. But like nobody's going to be happy by that because people will come in Monday and they'll do what we always do, which is, yeah, it's great to see it against South Florida. Would love to see it against somebody good. Like that is the perfect. Well, we've got to embrace it a little bit because we're not. Well, I hope have we it. do. But like yeah. I'm, I'm saying, what the fan base is going to do. Like oh, that's yeah. going to be the the overriding emotion from most of the fan base is going to be like, cool. Let's see it against somebody who counts. This is almost a no win game for this program. And it's why I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Like, they're not going to give us a cut and dry answer, which would be to lose or to look bad and have everybody just be pissed off. People are going to be pissed off because they're like, well, cool. I want to see it against a good team. Louisville looks impressive because there's a little bit more hope for the BC and Virginia games coming up. They roll to a 45 20 victory. Look, I'm not saying I'm going to be pissed. I hope it happens. I'm just going to say that's going to be the general reaction. You cannot win the fan base back over after what happened last week, but this would at least be a start because you can definitely lose them tomorrow. Well, I mean, you can, yeah. I mean, you lose this game, you do lose them tomorrow. You lose more than just done. this game. Yeah, yeah. you're it's, done. It's, it's done. You can lose them, but I don't think you can win them back. Tomorrow. I mean, all you got left after you lose tomorrow, all you got left are a handful of diehards and friends and family of the staff. And even some of them might not be even on the bandwagon anymore. Let's keep this thing going. Ron Brown's wife is rooting against us. <laughs> let's, let's, let's keep hope alive for at least another week, and then we can turn our attention to what would be bigger games in the ACC on the road coming up these next two weeks. Get the job done tomorrow, fellas. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Go Rocks tonight. Go Cards tomorrow. Well, Beat who, the Bulls. Who the Lions got to Sunday, do you know? I don't even know who they play. I don't have in front of me. I don't know. Well, play. Eagles beat the Commanders. That's all you got to know. Well, Sorry, Wentz. They should. Go Lions. Go Eagles to a lesser extent. <laughs> The Lions play the Vikings. There you go. That's that's who it is. I knew, there it, was, you go. I knew it was a North team. Go Lions, beat the Vikes. Go Cards, beat the Bulls. We'll see you guys tomorrow, Monday at 3 o'clock. Not tomorrow, Monday. Believe it or not, I'm rooting for us. We're gonna beat South Florida's fuck.